Hello everyone, welcome to Frame Trap. We've got fun and games here. That's right, we're quoting Welcome to the Jungle. That's how we start this show. How's everybody doing? Today with me on the show, I've got Mr. Kyle Bosman. Hi everybody! Bradley Ellis. Guns N' Roses quotes at the beginning? I want people to know what no. they're watching. No. And how they're watching No. It. I want to set... The tone immediately. Um, somebody left. Click. Yeah. Oh yeah. Somebody, that's, that always happens. Every intro to the show, there's like, oh god, I can't put up with this, and then they close. Uh, and Michael Huber. Hello. How you doing, uh, Huber? You have a lot of good shirts, a lot of good ones. That's one of my favorites. Can you like oh, yeah. puff that out? Yeah. I remember Enhance. seeing this. I was like, I'm buying that immediately. Yeah, Fan of Pain. Pre-launch. Mm-hmm. Pre-launch. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had no feelings <laughs> about Fan of Pain. Slightly about that feelings, shirt. No. Yep. Pre-launch. Pre-launch. <laughs> uh, I feel like the last couple of frame traps, I haven't been playing that much, but we're in the we're in the fall season, and I've got so much that I've been playing, so much that I'm really jazzed about. Let's get right into it with Mr. Kyle Bossman. What have you been playing? I'm gonna. Pl- I'm my. I've been playing game. I think no one will guess on this panel. Ooh, do you want us to try? What console? PC. Uh, okay, no, I'll tell you which console. And it's a PC. You game. might be able to guess. 3DS. Oh, okay. Yokai Watch Two. No. Dragon Quest Seven. No. Is it a recently released game? Fairly recent. Oh man. What's Monster a- Hunter. No. Oh. There's no. One. What's a really weird, bizarre game that kind of like like Elite Beat Agents or something? I love Elite Beat. Yeah, like what I kind also of weird love... game like that is out right now? I think I think that's we can now judge people whether you like Elite Beat Agents or not. Like that's the quality of human being you are. Worth a shot if it's at your store. I'm check it checking. out. It's very short and it, you'll cry by the end. Uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even yeah. know that was out. Yeah, that's out. It's been out. <laughs> oh my god, that has been out. Uh, so I've got some things to say about this game. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to praise it enthusiastically. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. I'll just say this straight out. So, Metroid Prime, you, you know I like to play games alone. I'm just that mm-hmm. kind of person. Metroid Prime uh, is good for that. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, Kyle, you like to play games alone? Here's this game for you. You're an alone person uh, exploring environments. Love that. Metroid Prime Federation Force is not meant to be that. Nope. Uh, it is very clearly meant to be played with friends. There are accommodations for you if you're playing alone. You get this cool chip that makes you twice as powerful, and you get three little drones that help you attack people. Those, those work for the first part of the game, and I'm having a good time for the part, first part of this game. I'm exploring 3D environments. I'm feeling like a Metroid game. The music's kind of there. I'm <laughs> feeling like I'm exploring these places. Cool, cool, cool. Doing cool missions, fighting cool bosses. Then... I get to the missions that are purposefully designed to be annoying. Yes. What does that mean? So, I mean, there's there's three of them. There's that I, like, just hit roadblock. I'm like, okay, I'll try a different one. What's cool is you get to pick which missions you're going to. Uh, move this cart through this uh, sandstorm. If you're not within this hut, the cart will get destroyed. Also, the space pirates are shooting at the cart. And so that's really hard to do alone. Mm-hmm. It's meant for people, multiple people. Uh, go to this one spot. Hordes of enemies will attack this spot, and you just have to wait for a spaceship that's carrying missiles to appear. So just fight hordes, you know, fight hordes of enemies. Not fun to do alone. No. Uh, that happened twice, actually. Just, like, go to this spot and then fight hordes. Uh, and then the last one, the one I actually accomplished, I did it. Uh, there's three orbs. You have to go and get bring these three orbs back to the ship. 
the orbs are called architects. I'm not sure that matters. Uh, they they run away from you, and so you have to shoot the these orbs to uh, make them stop, and then you can pick them up and you move really slow. And so what you have to do is actually tell your drones, your, your three drones that are basically multiplayer uh, uh, stand-ins, uh, they'll pick up the orb for you. But then an infinite supply of invisible enemies will oh attack those orbs God. as they're trying to take the, them back to your dropship. And so these, these guys never stop spawning the invisible guys. And I truly believe it's just the design comes from let's make this annoying. Let's yeah. make this as challenging as possible out of like annoying the player. And it doesn't work if you're playing alone. I could see it working if you're playing with buddies. Did you group up with anyone? Did you say, you know what, I'm going to beat this level with... I'm going to ally up. I did not. There's oh. 0% chance, Kyle. No, ally up. I am a solo oh. space marine. And I mean, context-wise, that kind of stinks. Basically, each mission is you're going off of a lead from Samus. Oh, my we, like, God. We got some information from Samus. She, she knows of an outpost. Go take care of that outpost. So, in the context of this world, Samus is hopping around the three planets that these things take place in, and she's finding information and then giving it to the, the space marines, the Federation force. And they're just leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you run into her or anything in the game? Uh, not yet. I assume Ooh. it's got to happen at some point, but, but she's very consistently an element of the story. Oh it's so weird. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about Metroid Prime 3 on my drive, and how Samus is a, is a bounty hunter. She's Boba Fett. She should be as cool as Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Instead, she's like kind of very heavily involved with Federation Force. She's just like a straight up good guy. Getting paid. Well, like the bounty hunters worked with the Empire in Star Wars. Yeah. She goes where the cash goes. I just think I think the, the character on Super Nintendo is cooler than the character by the end of Metroid Prime 3. Because she doesn't even talk. Yeah. That's what makes her great, too. Well, <laughs> They Boba, tried it once. Boba Fett barely talks. Yeah, I know. It's great. Yeah. She could be Boba Fett. Yeah. Don't talk a lot, Samus. Yeah. When I think about the great Metroid games, mm-hmm. like, there are few video game protagonists out there that have the focus of Samus. Like, Samus knows exactly what she's doing, and yeah. she does it, and then the game ends. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, like, mm-hmm. a lot of deliberation of, like, okay, well, what do you what do you think we should do? Or, like, conflict with, like, Samus just like, goes to a planet and kills some aliens and then, you know, escapes from something Usually exploding. it blows up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I So, Kyle... I, I want you to explain something to me. This game obviously encourages you to play with other people, but yeah. playing multiplayer with other people on a handheld just never it just never feels right. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm not saying it can't be fun. Oh. But like right. finding other people to play a Zelda game on a handheld, like a handheld, I think is just an innately very personal experience. Yes, sure. And yeah. I even in something like Monster Hunter, which is which really requires other people, and I played on stream and had a bunch of fun with, I, I kind of, I, I felt like I had to jump through more hoops just because it was on a handheld. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hear you there. I mean, what are games I enjoyed playing multiplayer? Uh, I think Mario Kart Online worked on DS. That mm-hmm. was cool. Tetris DS worked online. That was all right. But I think a big part of it is when I was playing, like, a Triforce Heroes or something like that, or Four Swords Adventures. Yeah. I felt bad when I was playing alone. The two games that you referenced, Mario Kart and Tetris, yeah. I can play those alone and have a good time. Sure, absolutely, and, and so I absolutely did. when I like can conveniently play with other people, it's just fun, but 
anytime I'm playing alone, I'm still having a good time. Like you don't you don't feel bad for playing alone. I think that's the difference. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, it's just it's the type of game it is. Mm-hmm. Metroid Prime Federation Force. It is a multiplayer game. It should be looked at as such. Mm-hmm. They they tried to do everything they could to make it a game that I could play alone, but it, I get to that point where it's like, oh, this is definitely meant to be played with other people. Uh, I, I think a big brutal question with Federation Force is why does this exist? Mm-hmm. Do you do you think it makes a case for itself uh, in the game? Yeah, I mean, yes, it does. It exists for to be a multiplayer game that you play with buddies. Okay. And I think there was an appeal for that. I think there. I mean, I don't know what happened. I think there was a point where that seemed like a viable. They thing. were probably in a meeting. Yeah. And they're like, let's make a multiplayer uh, spinoff for our franchises: Triforce Heroes, Metroid, and who else? Whatever else they probably had. Oh cooking yeah, up. yeah. Uh, the stupid Animal Crossing game, maybe. maybe yeah, yeah, maybe that happened. The thing, uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon is so good. This is the same team. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. And so there is still some of that, you know. Single player game, though. Yeah, and that 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 game, yeah, single player, absolutely. Imagine multiple Luigi's wandering. I think there is multiplayer in that game, actually. But it's like it's a, a mode. Yeah, it's, it's a, a mode. mode, though. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone just going mad. It's like a big yeah, time yeah. people. It's like a big time <laughs> movie director. It's like, yo, do our studio movie, and mm-hmm. then you can do your awesome, like whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like that. It's Nolan. He's got it. Yeah. All right, I'll do another Batman. Fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, those are my thoughts on the game. I'll probably still try to do some more missions, but those that I just failed at, it's just it's so overwhelming. Where it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I got to invite some buddies in, but I don't know if I will. That doesn't do sound it. fun. Take the game down, Carl. Take the game down. Yeah, you gotta be pretty deep now. Hmm. You're probably pretty deep in it, right? Yeah, uh, who knows? I, I assume there's probably a lot more. I have mm-hmm. no idea, mm-hmm. actually. Do you think at any point before you put the game down permanently, you will play with other people? No. 70% chance no. 30% chance yes. Okay. Well, I mean, after this, I assume there's gonna be a lot of tweets and things like, hey, bud, I'll play with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I assume that'll come. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Honestly, I really like to play Metroid games alone. One of my one of my fondest memories of all time... What's that? Playing Call of Duty Black Ops 3 campaign with Kyle. Yeah. Co-op campaign. Like, you could have gone through that solo. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, probably just shook your arm really really hard and said Kyle we're playing I'm playing buddy I think because Metroid's like much more personal to you (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, and those okay, games have always been yeah. about solitary, yeah. isolated yeah. games or whatever. Exploration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exploration. I mean, just in general, yeah. though, yeah. you're not really into like. He's cheating Call of Duty though, like a summer blockbuster. Though you're just going guns blazing, having some fun. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that, that's actually a point I want to bring up. A change that has happened with me when I was younger in college or in high school. When I would play shooters, I did. I made no attempt to understand the story. Mm. I would just play two shoot things and have fun. And so I, I had a blast going co-op with friends. Now, for whatever reason, even if it's awful, even if it's, like, the most poorly presented thing ever, I want to pay attention to the story, and when I play co-op, I just can't. It's I, really like, hard. I try, but, you know, your buddies are talking to you, which you want them to talk to you. Yeah. You want it to be a social experience, but when they're talking and then an NPC is talking, I cannot process it. It's, it's just... So, <laughs> and Black Ops 3, in particular, is trying to do so much, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. meta, uh, just the, the sub of... You're not actually looking at what you're looking at. There's so many twists and turns. There are things mm-hmm. that there's no way Huber that. and I would have picked up mm-hmm. on them until we look, go back later and watch the YouTube yeah. videos. Okay. Um, that reminds me of when we played Halo 4 together. Halo 5. Oh, Halo 5. 5. Sorry, yeah. yeah. And I I don't 
know anything I that happened in that you, game. Yeah, now. we got sure. to chapter 11, and I couldn't tell you one They're chasing Cortana, or Chief is, and one happens. team's trolling them, and... That, you're, yeah, you're, you're doing all right. <laughs> oh, you're okay. doing all right. You're all right. okay. Okay. Um, but the, the reason I brought that up is I feel like now I have to make a choice. Where so, like I'll start a game, single player, and then somebody would be like, hey, do you want to play this? And I have that moment of crisis where I'm yeah. like, all right, do I want fun with friends or story here? Even even in you WoW, get I get that me, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Serious business. I do probably get it with you. No talking during cutscenes. Yeah, but you you know, <laughs> you have been known to cut off fingers if someone eats during a movie. So exactly. like it's it's a very yep. it's a very different thing. Turn the lights on, chop your fingernail off. Gouge out your eyes. Yeah. Final note on Metroid Prime Federation Force, good secrets. Oh, oh nice. cool. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Though not necessarily rewarding, you just get little chips. But it's just cool. Oh my game. god! Okay, if go. you die, you have to start the whole mission over. There's oh, no check. And they destroy no. some of your chips. Destroy them. Yeah. How? So basically, you have a loadout, and some of the chips are destructible, like the good ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's say you take this this loadout that gives you like twenty percent boost against space pirates. Sometimes you'll die, and that chip will break, and then you have to start oh, the mission no. over again. Is it just random? Which ones break? No, uh, it's or basically their class. Like, this one is like, if you it's die, like a it'll purple break. or a green or a... Oh, okay. If you had to guess, how long an average does it take to complete a mission? Uh, the, the times they expect you to are like 10 minutes. They're like your, <laughs> your, your goal. And then expected, yeah. usually for me, it's like a half hour. I spent oh, a half God, hour on Because you got to go solo and with a three really orbs. Careful, yeah. yeah, I had to spend a half hour. I bet if you had two other friends, Kyle, you'd, yeah. you'd be done with the game by now. Yeah. Finish. But Just also, like, roll it. I, I don't like to be timed in a Metroid game. I want to be exploring. Mm-hmm. I want to be finding those great secrets. Can we still call this a Metroid game, though? It's a Metroid game. It's a Metroid. Okay. If it has oh, Metroid on the box, like, I think that's out of yeah. our control. It's a spinoff. You know? yeah. I did not shoot at one Metroid, though, yet yeah. in the game. There got to be Final coming, act. Right? Yeah. Oh, big Metroid's going to come. Like, <laughs> 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 Bradley Ellis, before the show... Evil means you said you had one game to talk about. I'm curious. The people are curious. What is that one game? A little game called Origami. Oh. So, if you guys saw we played on stream, it's heavily inspired Tenchu stealth action game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a lot yesterday. It was one of those games I haven't done in a long time where I was playing it. I was like, oh, it's 2 a.m. now. I gotta stop now. Which I is, recently had that happen as well. Which is great. Um... I have some gripes with it, but I think it's a really solid game. Like, for instance, when I'm thinking of a ninja game, when you're in a huge open environment, mm-hmm. like, I want to be able to go on, like, every structure, you know, like, get vantage points, which is yeah. only, like, specific things you can go on. Mm. Like, for example, there was, like, a, a house, like, a roof. I was like, oh, dude, I just want to blink up there, because you can kind of blink, like, Dishonored. Can't do it for some reason. Mm-hmm. They take away the freedom, but I think the movement's really good. Like, one of the game's mechanics, like... The key to that game is going through shadows. Like, when you guys are all playing, you know, you teleport through shadows. But there comes a point in that game where it becomes second nature, and that's when the game really, I think, starts to shine is when you're really familiar with all the powers and everything like that. Um, The story is light, but I think it's enough to keep me going. Like, there's more clues and hidden. Like, I don't really want to totally... Like, pretty much you got someone to help this girl and okay. rescue her. Okay. And as you're going along, you're finding out more about her past and more about you, I suppose, like that. Just enough to keep you going, but not like... I'm really glad that's not over, like, pretentious or anything like that. That would be, like, hard checkout for me. Sure, sure. Uh, there's also a co-op campaign, oh. which I have not done yet, though. 
I'm super curious to try that. Yeah, I can see that being a little messy because I mean, this is a game where if you if you get seen, that's mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, which I think, I, I coming out with that sort of game now, you just don't see it very often. I do yeah. have a certain amount of respect for this. It's, yeah. it's not a stealth game where when you get seen, you got to scramble and you have a bunch of options. It is a stealth game where the whole point is not being seen. I, yeah. I do respect that for sure. Um. I'm at a point now, though, where I'm, like, super overpowered, I feel like. Oh, wow. And okay, I'm, so what, like, is it just the teleportation that's making you overpowered? So, like, as you go throughout the game, you collect these scrolls, which are fun to find, like, you know, like, find Good secrets. secrets. Yeah, nice. but I got this item, or, like, this skill I got, where it tells me where everything is, so I just pick them all off the map, and now I have, like, crazy abilities. Like, I have a... For instance, you get, like, abilities, and you usually have two charges with the ability, but there's, like, little points throughout the level that you can refill it with, like, one or two. So I have these, like, throwing kunais that kill guys instantly, don't make any sound. But I still have this move now where if I hold the attack button, like, some crazy shadow demon comes up from the ground and, like, like, like the Mortal Kombat dragon comes out of the ground, bites a dude's face, and drags them, like, into the underworld. But, and it refills, like, one of my special abilities. So you keep doing that? So, yeah, I can do as much as I want. So I can, like, throw a kunai at a guy super far away, like an archer that usually is, like, a little... Risky, and devour but now I can just re- yeah, I just keep doing it over and over now. So I feel like I ain't afraid of nothing now in that game, which kind of sucks. Definitely, but it does. There's also ways to like. There's obviously like I'm playing the route where I'm just killing everyone right now because I'm trying out there. But the, I want to try the ghost route mm-hmm. where you don't kill anybody or never get seen. And I was looking at some of the powers like you can go invincible, or, like make cool like clones, or you can put like a mine on a character, like an enemy. And he could, like, walk into a group of enemies. He could detonate and just blow up, like, the whole group. Sure. Just, like, a different way to play, but I haven't actually gotten to play it yet. It's something... So, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, so many games always give you a move, and then you become super powerful. Yeah, I think it was a mistake Mm -hmm. to put that in. And it just made me, like, right now think of, like, Bayonetta or, like, Devil May Cry or something, where, like, you're getting really powerful... But then the enemies can, like, counter those moves, too. They're getting more powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's such an underrated thing in, in games is, like, getting yeah. that right. I think I'm halfway through the game, and I haven't run to anyone like that yet, though. Mm-hmm. But I just got to a new location that's very different from what I've seen the rest of the game. So I'm hoping there'll be some new enemy. Can I tell you my least favorite version of that, though, Huber? Hmm. I think it's an Uncharted 2 situation. Where suddenly there's just guys who have bulletproof armor. Oh, these guys. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, I have a shield. Sorry, none of your other stuff will work on me. And so I hate it when it's just like that. Uh, Uncharted 4 didn't have that. I was expecting it to mm-hmm. come. Maybe on harder difficulties there's guys with invincible armor. But no. Right. I didn't. Isn't, there like, isn't there like body yeah. armor guys in the game? Shoot him in the head. I mean, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Because then you knock their helmet off. Mm-hmm. And then just one... Mm-hmm. But I remember, I guess it's the end of Uncharted 3. It's all these guys who are like, nope, yeah. headshots won't work on me. It's like, yeah. why, though? Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's that thing. Like, we're trying to make yeah. the game harder. Yeah. It's, that's so cheap. So cheap. Yeah, yeah. Cheap, I like it. And so you're right. It's a soft balance of making it harder, but making it fair to mm-hmm. the player. Mm-hmm. Bayonetta. Yeah, the, the, the thing about Bayonetta is you get a whole bunch of new weapons and things, mm-hmm. but... What I like is it's not this idea of linear progression where it's like, okay, I got a new weapon, therefore I will disregard my old weapon. Like, all of the different things you have just fill different niches. They're like, you are you can just play through with, like, the entire game with just your, your basic yeah. stuff. 
uh, it just changes how you approach it. And the same is true of Devil May Cry. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Um, Bayonetta 2 has the combos, though. So you can pull in your old weapon and then slap your new weapon on your hands. Yes! Foot blades. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I need to play this right now. (laughs) One thing that DMC (laughs) did a lot, the new one that I liked a lot, was being able to switch between weapons, like, really quick in combat. Mm -hmm. That was awesome, man. Yeah. the, could, uh, could you do that? You just you could do that bayonet you just said right like during mid combat you could switch weapons. I can't remember. You can in yeah. So in bayonet two you can have two weapons equipped and switch between. That's right. Okay. Yeah. DMC okay. did that so well. Where but like, it's like every weapon is in yeah that. yeah. Oh my god! You like knock someone with the sword, like pull them up with the scythe, throw the axe. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, there there are so many games I can think of where <laughs> once you get X ability, yeah. you use yeah. it in every single situation. Yeah. Because it is so powerful. Yeah. I'm the difficulty ramps up a little yeah and and i think something that i want to say is a comment that always really frustrates me is well you could just not use it yeah and it's like no 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 no. like i'm not gonna put like yeah barriers around right because i think if it's in the game right that that's it well and i think it has a psychological effect right when you know that you have this really powerful thing that's super Mm -hmm. effective and you just choose not to use it it actually saps the thrill from fights it's like i am I am. I know that I am just artificially making this harder, and so it, it doesn't feel like an authentic challenge. Exactly. It feels like a challenge that I had to to force, and so then it's not fun for a totally different reason. Totally. Yeah. Cool. Origami. Yes. Uh, Soul Games. It <laughs> sounds like a game that maybe uh, if, if there was an Origami two and they could yes, they could improve I, on I was it. thinking that when I was playing it. I was like, mm-hmm. this is a really good first step if they make another one. Cool. So I'm hoping. Give Brad stuff. his freedom. Give me my freedom. freedom. You're, you're totally right, though. Like, when you play as a game as a ninja, you, you just instinctively yeah. want to just run and jump on And you things. can't jump. Like, you can't just jump, which is uh-huh. weird, but I get it, what they're going for. Sure. Sure. The one, the only Michael Huber. You said you had one thing to talk about, yeah, not a game. Yeah, I've been... I'm, like, under embargo right now. I've been just doing other stuff... Wow. Haven't really game that much. The, you, the games been I've doing, been. I just want to say you've been really busy with these. Yeah, you've been doing so yeah. much stuff. So the, props uh, to you, man. I guess I could talk about one thing. It's not under embargo. I could talk about Dishonored too. I'm doing okay. a. I'm doing a. Talk to me. Tell because them, I'm doing a preview. Yeah. Tell them. Should what I you talk told about me? it? I. If I'm doing a preview, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah obviously. I mean, if you're doing the preview, I. You know, maybe uh, maybe talk about something that. That you're not going to input or, or have a different spin on it? I don't know. Yeah. Just a thought. That's hard to do on the spot. Give I'm him aware. a tease, Huber. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little nervous about Sonner 2. Yeah. Oh, that's the tease we yeah. wanted. Yeah. Well, previews are positive, so here I'll be a little more negative. Sure. Because sure. um, the game's not out yet. Uh, the biggest thing for me is that playing through the same segment as different characters is the same story. So, we did the Clockwork Mansion, uh, which is, like, this mansion, and you're, like, move levers, and the whole level is, like, shifting and transforming. From the intro, the CG intro trailer. Which is super cool at first. (laughs) So, I played as um, Emily, and... It was cool because I was, like, trying to figure out the mansion and trying to, like, I, I felt like I was in this place and the place itself was against me. You know what I mean? Uh, um, so this is a puzzle game. Uh, Kind of. Like, it's hard because there's waypoints. 
there was a moment when it's like, okay, go there, but I had to figure out kind of how to get there. Um, but the biggest thing is that when I got to play the same thing as Corvo, I beat it in like six minutes because it's the exact same thing, the exact same dialogue from characters, except like one different line. Mm-hmm. Like, legit, you have a conversation with the guys, Emily, and then I did the same thing as Corvo, and it's, like, the same animation, guy walks up, says the same stuff with, like, one, good to see you, Corvo. Like, (laughs) come on. And, like, they kept just stressing that playing as two different characters, they both have such different powers and abilities. Yeah. And to be fair, for the purpose of the demo... We only had three abilities per character, and there was oh. some minor overlap with, like, Corvo had Blink, and she had Shadow Walk, which are kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that concerns me, because, like, Resident Evil 2, I kept thinking of, sure. scenario A, scenario B. You go in different environments, and, like, you have to play it all to kind of complete the puzzle. Um, so I just did not appreciate that. Sure. But playing playing Devil's Advocate, I think uh, Resident Evil 2 can be a little bit more intricate with its structure because you as a player don't have as much freedom, mm-hmm. right? Like, totally. you, you are locked into these rooms in a certain way and can only interact with things in a certain way, whereas mm-hmm. in, in Dishonored, depending on your abilities, how you interact with the environment, where you can go, theoretically, dramatically changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, it's frustrating, I think, especially for this preview and especially for you being able to report on it, is if that's, like, the thing, if that's what makes it feel different is the abilities and you weren't able totally. to get that sense, I would walk away frustrated, too. Totally. And the the combat uh, was not a strength of Dishonored 1. It, you know, stealth, I feel like, is way more of its strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, the combat still didn't feel that great when you get an open combat, like sword you know, you kind of just mash it out. Well, the strength I found Dishonor with the chaotic route was the powers that came with it. Of course. Really not like the sword fighting. Like, of sword course. fighting sucks. Sword fighting still but, like, sucks. putting rats on, dude, that's pretty yeah. sweet. And, like, yeah. w- you know, and the, the force push and the guys go flying yeah. off. Like, and, that's cool. And something that I think Dishonored 1 did do a pretty good job of is how you could combine things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the mm-hmm. way that those powers played into each other like it was one of those things where you could assess the situation and like i wonder if i could do that and then you could go and try it and it would have pretty hilarious or super effective results so do you feel like that's true in dishonor 2 do you feel like there are new combinations for you to play with or did that not really come across it didn't come across yet uh they've showed up before emily has domino which is like you link up enemies and what happens to one happens to them all so that has potential <laughs> that one to me is completely uncreative Domino? Yeah. It's just what you just said. What happens to this one happens to these other ones. That to me is not uh, escalating anything. It's just like, it's a flat line. It's just like, oh, I can clear out this room by doing one thing to one guy, and then the rest of them have that oh, same it's like, thing. Oh, yeah, chains to all those. Yeah. It's like a chain thing, yeah. So if you, one guy passes out, the other three pass out, I think is how yeah. it works. Is it like yeah. immediate, or does it take yeah. a minute? It, yeah. Like one, two, three. Oh, my. So to me, that one's a, like a lazy power. <laughs> it's like not a cool, fun, like, oh, we can really do a lot with this one. It's like, oh, okay, there. I took that guy out for no reason it other than he was connected with my domino powers. right now. If you could I mean, do that. that's kind of dishonored, though. You, Corvo is overpowered. He's <clears throat> taken on, like, a huge force. But, like, if you get in, like, especially, like, mid or early on in Dishonored, when you're, in like, in a fight, if you get seen and there's, like, two or three guys, it could be kind of hectic. Yeah. Especially, but if it sounds like you can just do one thing and it links to all of them, like, pretty quickly, it yeah. seems kind of, like, that's, like, 
taking out a room real easily. Yeah. Like and uh, even Splinter Cell. Yeah. Is it like that? Were you that more recent one where you just line up the headshots ahead of time, then you pop up and take them off? Oh, oh my god! Is it, is, does it work like that? No, the like you have to like have line of sight on them and stuff. Okay. So I, yeah, I do want to praise one thing, and that's the stealth. Oh, uh, good, 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 good. One of my most hated things in stealth games is kneeling right next to someone and they don't see you. Yeah, I feel like this could be a new standard for. AI versus the player in stealth, straight up. A new standard for AI is the quote that the <laughs> for stealth AI. Sure. Seriously. Whoa. Uh, Why? Like, just being so used to like ducking behind something and like seeing someone in games. You know, like you can right. you can manipulate stealth games so easily by like. Ducking behind a little thing, well, going in like a weird little corner, and yeah. like being out of sight, right? Because it's like they're on a path. As yeah. long as I'm not in that path, yeah. I don't get seen, kind of a thing. Yeah. This was really good. Enemies were kind of like walking around unpredictably. Okay. Uh, if they like, it makes sense. So many games, you're like on a on a hallway, but their vision cone, even if they're dead in front of you, yeah, their vision cone doesn't reach. So you could be like staring at someone and they wouldn't see you. Now it's like. They have such far vision. Like, if they even see movement, their, like, meter starts to rise. And it goes up pretty quickly until they're, like, alerted. Uh, so it seems like the stealth is aware. But it's not, like, the, it's not like Crisis where they see you halfway across the island. It's not right? like Crisis where uh, they're sniping you. Or going, yeah. I, I think meters are a good compromise. It's not mm-hmm. a I see you, I don't see you. It's mm-hmm. kind of realistic. To, and, it's like being uh, and Dishonored has those yeah. meters, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Um, I actually think that's a huge deal. It's, um, me too, me and too. And it's going to change... Me too. Yeah. I was I think that's very excited deal. about it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, whoa! Like, there was a part when I would, like, do my thing and, like, try to, like, get across to a place behind a bookshelf. And it was like... She was, like, down the hallway and she saw me. And I was like, whoa, dude, okay. Pretty alert enemy there. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I have a question about Dishonored. Uh, so the first game had, like, that hub, I guess you could call it, like, the pub you went to? Yeah. Does Dishonored 2 have something like this? It's going to have sections called neutral zones. Mm -hmm. I asked about this. Uh, What's cool is there's context. Because I I brought up, like, too many items to pick up in video games, right? I agree with you there. I was like, there's way too much. I'm, like, picking up coins. Like, what's that about? Lead director, Harvey Smith, Mm -hmm. says... When that's in video games, there needs to be context. And there is. Emily. I love how context has become this like, sensual word for I the love it. allies. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you ruined me. It's uh, a plate of cookies. <laughs> Emily is, it used to be like the, the princess or whatever. It's not spoilers. It's like the first five minutes of the game. She like loses her cash. So throughout the game, periodically, she'll have lines of like, I can't afford this, I'm broke, blah, blah, blah. So her picking up money is like for the cause. Like just little touches like that are really cool. And I guess there's like black, secret black market missions mm. in the neutral zones that so, you can kind oh, of discover. So are these like really big now or like a lot bigger? They're supposed to be. Yeah, I didn't get to play that part. I just played the match. So here's what I'm hoping. Since the missions aren't really different, I'm hoping there's different events if you're either Corvo or, en- or Emily. Yeah, that'll... It's confirmed? Like, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. what a missed opportunity. It's like the same. There's like different... <laughs> oh, 
you're, they're, they're, both of their views on the world are different, obviously, because sure. they are different characters commenting on what they see. So those outlooks on the world of Dishonored 2 will be different, but the story and everything that happens in between is, is all the same. So outside of those different perspectives, when I played through Dishonored 1, I... I remember really liking the world and liking the style of it, Mm -hmm. but I can't, having played through that entire game, I can't for the life of me, like, give you a good synopsis of what it was about. Like, it's just, it's just gone. So, yeah, yeah, the queen got overthrown. You were framed for the murder. Okay. So you, your whole mission is to kill that guy. Clear yes, your name. But, but that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a lot of, like, that guy. or it's Yeah, just but a then lot there's the whole thing with the outsider, things. like, the powers and everything like that. Yeah. I'm figuring I'm just, out about that, and there's Dodd and everything. I'm just saying, I, I don't think it, it really resonated with me in a sure. way that, like, I don't remember a lot of the details, and I'm not like, oh, man, I wish I did. Yeah. So... The I'm kind of opposite. Like, I'm stoked to find out more about that universe. No, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to find out more about that universe too. I'm just saying, I don't think Dishonored One, like the story itself, mm. like blew me away. Oh, sure. Uh, okay, that's that's all I'm saying. Sure. Do you feel like what they're saying here, the story outside of the two characters thing, is is stronger, or at least interested you, or didn't interest you? Like, how did it play out? I didn't play enough to fairly answer. Um. That means the answer is no. Yeah, I think sure. I think the fact that both characters have the same thing is a mark against it for me in terms of caring about the narrative. If it was like, yo, play her story, play his, see how they intersect, get one huge picture, one huge story, then I'm like, oh, yes, cannot wait to beat the game like twice essentially. But uh, it might be hard for me to go back and play the exact same game a second time. Don't do it. With a different character. But like, granted, you know... Even in the demo, it's like, okay, Emily, I'm going to stealth this. Now I'm Corvo. I'm going to go guns blazing, high chaos. Yeah, they want to give you There's a taste of that. both. Yeah. But, yeah, it'll depend on how good the first playthrough is, I guess. Moving on from Dishonored 2. Yeah, lastly. I know, I know you got... Oh, you got another point? Just really... No, you not Dishonored. Ahead. Not Dishonored. Oh, oh go ahead. Something Man. else I want to bring yeah. up. Okay, me too. I got one and two. All right. I just want to bring this boom, up boom. for... You don't have to rush. I just... Oh, no. Done with Dishonored. Okay. Oh. I just really want... Kyle Bossman to finish Naruto. Kyle? I got you. It's all I want. I'm actually not too busy this weekend. It's all I want I think tonight I'll be able to watch Naruto. Tonight. Tonight. I'll be able to watch them. We got two more episodes left, right? Or is it one at this point? At this point, there is... I looked on the filler list. There's one more, and then it goes into, like, filler. I think the next episode is it. We gotta watch together on a couch. Dude, we should. I'm I'm so down. I'll try to catch up. I'm so down for that. Maybe tomorrow night, too, I'll be able to watch Put Federation Force down. Yeah. Yeah, because these 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 last couple weeks. You gotta read those subtitles. It's tough. You can't. It takes all your focus. I just want all the fan art of you guys on a couch. I just do. I just want it. These last couple weeks, like, openly weeping. Yeah. At Naruto. Like,. The show is, ha- like, especially Shippuden, like, I don't want to get into, like, anime discussion, d- debates here, or, like, quality discussions, but, like, ups and downs mm-hmm. of Shippuden, especially because of the amount of filler. It's, like, ridiculous how many it, I and would where say they- offensive. It is offensive, and they've ruined the show because of it. I stopped mm-hmm. watching because of that. Year, like, at, at a point where there was over a year of filler. Yeah, last know? year. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> having... 
three episodes of canon, five filler, two canon, seven filler. Like, and it, it, right. like n- regular Naruto is like the whole show, and then it's like, okay, show's over. Now we can just keep it going with filler after. That's what they should have done. Uh, but these these last like five or six episodes have been on such another level that I've like forgiven. The bitterness has melted away. The bitterness has melted away because like payoff because it's the culmination and because of I've been watching the show for like a decade mm-hmm. and it's it's just like it's perfection. It is perfection. I think it is truly astounding (laughs) if you've been watching this show for more than a decade, your expectations for what the payoff should be, and somebody like you who values payoff... Payoff, the most important thing. Top of the list, and has been, for lack of a better phrase, I guess, dicked around for years. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like... No, it was, it's awesome. It's like, so the fact that you can come out on the other side and say that, I think, is really amazing. Naruto yeah. has one musical theme that makes me cry every time. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. They <laughs> save it. They yeah. save it for that moment, and then they just yeah. pull up that music, they and do. I'm like, bah! <laughs> <laughs> they really do. <laughs> they acknowledged him. Yeah. I really like <laughs> that, uh, that first Naruto intro song, I Wanna Rock. Yes. <laughs> it is such a... Like, ben, funny, good, everything about it. It actually know? never gets better than that. That's the really? best one. Really? Oh. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is the best intro yeah. theme. Rocky, my heart. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It is so Naruto. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's yeah. Oh, uh, you know what show has walk- good intros? <gasps> is One Piece. Yeah. Dude. One Piece Top tier intros, intros huh? man. If you guys ever start that journey, oh, man, never. I would be so pumped. We are, we are. That's legit ten year journey. That's I'm not even kidding. We're falling into an anime black yeah. hole. Uh, yeah. The one thing I want to do, yes, Ben, yes, was yes. a highlight of context. You made me think of it because <laughs> I still been chipping away at I'm Setsuna. It's not interesting Ooh. to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. because I already, even on the show, already talked about it. That's yeah. interesting to me. Um, you know, in games, when an NPC shows up deep in a dungeon, and you're like, "How did you get here?" Yeah, I hate yes, it. hate it so much. You worked so hard to get here. How'd that NPC yeah. get there? There's a moment in I'm Setsuna where this guy shows up, and they ask him, "How did you get here?" And he says, "I covered myself in the dung of the monsters." Sick. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I love so that. So cool. Little lines like that. I love that. Yep. I, I wish that character did the gesture that you he just does. did. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And this is okay. And they're like, oh. And so it makes sense why other people wouldn't do it because it's super gross, but it makes sense of how he got to where yeah. that TP it did. That's I cool. I love that. I, uh, not to drag this out, but I want to throw one thing at you. Yeah. Uh, so in Brave of the Default, there's a guy you always meet in the dungeon. He's got the same coat on, same hat. He's a very mysterious fellow, and the game presents him in a very mysterious way mm-hmm. to where I could kind of extrapolate it and I'd be like, maybe this guy has some mysterious ways of just getting around, kind of that, that figure, that unknown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that work for you? Or do you think... Oh, sure. Okay. Like the guy in Resident Evil 4. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's fine. Yeah, this guy's okay. face covered. He's magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. Merchant. Yeah, comes back to life. I love wild internet theories on like who the merchant is. Don't bother. No, no, no. <laughs> so good. He's I love exactly that. who he is. You know, there's nothing more than uh, what's on the surface. Forced. He came back, dude. You cool. want you want some good internet theories? Just Google Snoke. Like <laughs> you. I watched a half hour video about how it's Mace Windu. That was so dumb. A half hour about this is definitely Mace Windu. It's not. You watched the whole thing? thing? Yes. Oh. Okay. The uh, best was the Jar Jar Binks uh, It's Jar Jar. Yeah. Uh. How could you even think that? Yeah. Good mm. God. Mm. <laughs> Have you guys um, seen the Ring Theory on Star Wars? The the Ring. The Ring Theory. No. I'm, okay. I'm not. Gonna, it's like a whole. I'll thing. look it up. I'll look it up. It's. it's 
The Ring Theory. It's some whole thing about how George Lucas is a poetic genius with all the movies. Oh, okay. I'm not willing to hop into Dude, that. Dude, it's so stupid. There's uh, In the Red Letter Media review of the movies, they, they keep cutting back to George Lucas saying, this ridiculous, he's like, it's like a poem. And it's, oh, <laughs> Have you so seen the new one? Funny. Have you seen the new the one? The Force Awakens? Really? Yes. No, I haven't seen it yet. They talk about the Ring Theory, and it's okay. insanely hilarious. You've got to oh, yeah. watch that. Oh. Two hours, settle in. Uh... As I said at the top of the show, I've been playing a lot of stuff. I got five games here. Holy Ooh, baby crap! I so I we don't have time to talk about all five. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pick three. Is Yakuza on the list? It's not. And it's, 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 I have so much to say about Damn. it. Oh, oh! But you're, the, oh. you're the dragon of Iowa, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like trying to get that tattoo moved. If you want, uh, a lot of my streams are garbage, but the last Yakuza stream. <laughs> Was pretty good. If you wanna, if you wanna see the joy that I experienced with with that game, go check that out. The archives up on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, a game I really want to talk about, and I think people are gonna be surprised that I'm so in love with it, is Forza Horizon Three. Sick. Wow. Like I'm not surprised. Like I, I love it. They, they, it was a couple nights ago. I, I played it and I was like, I'm gonna check this out for an hour. I don't have a lot of time. Three in the morning. Dang. And first of all, just on a basic level. That game looks incredible. Yeah. It looks so good. And what I love is they do an amazing job of just feeding you from one thing to the next. In a good way, where like everything I was doing, I was having a blast with. So you start, and you're racing this helicopter that has a jeep hanging off of it, and you're like crashing through trees, and you're like doing bounces on these hills, and then like the next thing you do is you're racing along this beach, and you're going in the water, and that affects your handling, and there are these huge like rock formations that you have to zigzag in between, and then after that, you're going through like this neighborhood, and you're crashing through fences, and it has that amazing like feel to it that the Forza games have, that have that authentic feel, mm -hmm. but it's like, all right, we're not just going to be on racetracks, we're not going to be stare, we're going to have a blast, and I... I know nothing about cars. I zero. I like I know offensively little about mm -hmm. racing or cars. I'm I, I just think from a video game perspective, yeah. this is a blast. Like um, two questions. Yeah. Are you playing this on Xbox or PC? So <clears throat> I was going to play on PC. Uh -huh. Then I heard about all of Ooh, the problems the PC yeah. versions happened, Ooh. so I'm like, I'm just gonna wait Ouch. and I'm playing on Xbox right now. And it's been running and looking Nice. Fantastically Good. on Xbox. I, I, it's to the point where I don't feel all that compromised. I'm sure if the PC version gets totally ironed out and I can play it at 60 frames, I'll be like, wow, this is a huge upgrade. But not having that, I'm not playing Forza Horizon 3 on Xbox and being like, mm -hmm. I, I don't constantly feel like I'm missing out or anything. Yeah. Uh, so. This is a weird question. Yeah. So I don't really like racing games that much. Sure. But for some reason, I really loved their first Midnight Club on PS2. Yes. What this, okay, let me? What did you love about Midnight? I guess well, it was the PS2 era. I guess like the sense of exploration. I guess I had in that game. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm getting like a kind of like I haven't played any of the Horizon games. Period. So I'm getting a kind of vibe like that. Like right. a lot of exploration. Is that a fair assumption? Yes. So here's a point I want to drive home. I feel like with a drive lot of home. Damn it. I feel like home. with a lot of uh, games like this where they do have an open world where you can drive anywhere. You, you get one of two things. Either, like, the world is really boring, mm -hmm. but you have fun racing and doing the events, or the world is really interesting, you have fun just driving around, 
but the events themselves are very repetitive or super simple. Yeah, yeah. I honestly feel like Forza Horizon 3 does an excellent job of doing both. The times Ooh. where I, like, just went off and drove, it's like, oh, here's a crazy jump I can do. Here are all these, like, boards I can smash through and I can get a boost. Or here's a barn I can find that might have a super rare car in it. Like, I had fun just doing nothing, but every single event, like... I haven't played for 10 hours or 20 hours or anything, so maybe this changes over time. But right now where I'm at, everything I'm doing feels different and exciting and, like, pretty great. Well, it's because of, like, the environmental variety, you know? Like, yeah. Like, there's so many different locations within the game. And, right. like, a Burnout Paradise is, like, one of... It could be my favorite racing of all time. Burnout, Ra- but, Burnout Paradise is almost perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But the races themselves are so similar... Because it's in Paradise City, and Paradise right. City does not have much diversity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Forza Horizon, like, the when Blood was showing us, like, the, the uh, race strip out there, and, like, the, the, the water, like, salt mine place. Yeah. <laughs> There's just, like, so many different areas. Like, oh, my God. Australia. Uh, Australia. I think what accentuates that even more is, as you, so, you're trying to make, like, the Horizon Festival the biggest festival there is, and as you get more fans, you your your festival expands. You can pick different locations where you want to expand. Context, it's, yeah, and so you you get to make this choice where it's like the next area that I like unlock events for. Do I want it to be the city? Do I want it to be this red desert? So not only do you get a lot of variety, you kind of you you feel like oh man, I ch- this place is really awesome, and this is the one I chose. Therefore, I feel super good about it. And yeah, wait, question. So you're driving around Australia unlocking. Like areas on the you know, map, you're bringing people is, to the festival in that area. My understanding is that you can go to these areas regardless, but like I get to choose where I unlock the next set of events for. Mm. Like you don't you don't start Forza Horizon three and it's like okay there's things you can do on every single part of this like structured events. You choose where you unlock the next batch. Okay, yeah, stuff. I was hope I was afraid it was gonna be like unlocking radio towers kind of thing. Driving no, it here doesn't... and then you unlock, you see the map and you see stuff on so, the map. So it doesn't. There is a lot of stuff on that map. There is a lot of stuff on that map, but I'm actually going to fight against that because I feel like in Radio Tower games, it's like, okay, I'm out of stuff to do to unlock the next set of things. I have to go do this do task that I've already done. Like, this just happens. Like, you just get fans and experience mm-hmm. as you're doing things anyway. You don't have to stop and then go do this separate thing. Cool. It, it just doesn't feel Seems quite more seamless as then. And did you way. say uh, I can drive to a location and unlock a secret car just from finding yeah, it? Barnes. Yeah, I love yes. that kind of thing. I think yes. I watched Bloodworth do that. Yes. That kind of thing I love. Good secrets. Yes. Um, to, uh-huh. to just like emphasize your point too about Horizon being tailored to both markets of like, yo, I'm not super into cars. I just want to like drive around and have fun. Me. Right. But at the same time, you can just I'm listen super- to DMX. Yeah, and at the same time, it's like, yo, Forza Horizon takes their cars seriously. So right. it's like this perfect balance of, like, we're not taking ourselves too seriously. We can kind of just hang out and drive and race around and have fun. But if you want to dig deep into each of the cars, that is there. Versus, like, other racing games that take themselves so seriously, like right. for Speed or, you know, Gran Turismo is, like, a simulation. So it's super alienating to anyone who's not in 
intensely into cards. You feel bad for not knowing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Whereas I had the exact opposite effect in Forza Horizon mm -hmm. 3 where I was having so much fun doing all these crazy things and then I unlocked... Oh, the rate at which you unlock cards is really good too. I unlocked a new car and you can do this thing where you like explode the car and like the hood opens up and all the doors open up. And I... Again, I don't know what any of this stuff is, but I was looking in and I was like slowly panning around like, this is awesome. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what I think is awesome, but it was... It was cool. Um, I do want to say one negative thing about Forza Horizon 3 that, that has been sticking with me. Forza Horizon 3, I, I do think, is a game that tries too hard to be cool. Like, oh. it's it's DJs and the people that are talking to you on the radio. Like, the jokes they make and the style they have, it just it feels so forced. Like, they don't, you don't feel need like it. You don't actual, need it. Yeah. The world and everything you're doing is amazing, but the, the voices that occasionally chit-chat with you are kind of lame. Yeah. Not a not a huge turnoff. I went through persistent. that new that new Need for Speed story. It was hilarious. Like was the, the first person. Was that what it was? Oh yeah. The first person live action cutscenes. We're trying to achieve some authenticity. Yeah. 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 Do you feel like that goes <laughs> yeah. so hard in that direction that it, it kind of works? Yes. Okay. It yeah. goes so hard on but it. But is it unintentional? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think it is unintentional. But that game worked. I, I like that game. It's good. It's good Need for Speed. Uh, Man, I gotta play Horizon now? Shit. The next thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about Gears of War 4. Yes, tell me about this. Yeah. I am having a grand time with Gears Ooh, of War 4. Oh, that's so bad. And when part, is it out? First of all, before we start right. this, this whole early access, ultimate early edition. access, yeah. ultimate access, pre-program access, you're an insider access... There's so much noise. Yeah. I have no idea yeah. when Gears of War 4 comes out. Sure. That's on you, marketing team. I, I do feel like this is kind of like a, <laughs> a new standard thing that I didn't know about until I participated in it. Where, like, with Forza Horizon 3 and Gears of War 4, you can buy a more expensive edition. So it's $100, and you get you get extra stuff, but you also get... Early access. Like four days? I yeah. They give you four days. They give you four, four days. days. So you, yeah. you, can, you can start playing it at midnight on Friday. And so you get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then it comes yeah. out. So the game is out this Tuesday. So I bought the $100 edition of Gears of War 4. Because yeah. I was like, I just need to play some Gears. Yeah. And I did it. I fell for it. I bought that, that, that big thing. And so I got to play it, you know, Thursday night, Friday morning. Okay. And so it comes out this coming Tuesday. Officially. Yes. So the standard version. Okay. Unlocks Good. on Tuesday. I'm ready. Are you playing by yourself? I've I've been playing by myself. Yeah, but I that bums me. Little out. Metroid yeah. situation over here. Yeah, but well, I, Gears I, of War. Yeah. I feel like is meant to be played with yeah. people. Well, the reason I did that is because I wanted to stream the first hour. Like oh, I want to okay. start having more immediate coverage of things, nice. and so I just hopped in there. Um, but yeah, I'm down to I'm down to play with people. Somebody said they wanted to play horror mode, and I really want to do that. Horror mode's a lot of fun. Yeah, if you guys want to. There's four players, so there's, there's room for all. So if you buy it, you get it on PC too, right? Is that yes. how it works? Cool. Yes. How's and... the PC version? Sketch? Like, oh, no. 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 Way better? It No, not just like, oh, this is a good PC yes. port. It's Excuse my language. It is fucking glorious. Yeah. It looks fantastic. So I'm playing right. on Ultra Locked 60. It is like butter. You're there with your Lancer just yeah. shooting guys. <laughs> it feels so good. Like that, that 60 frames is so important. Xbox to also? You I have those? not sampled okay. Xbox. Xbox does run at 30. Okay. PC running at 60. 
Dude. Yeah. That's a big deal. There's and nothing more damn. that makes me more happy when a PC version of a game is good, actually. At launch, yeah, too. At it launch, comes out. Yes. Yeah, and I, I do want to say, Finally. like, how how good it looks. Like, early on in the first act, you're going through, like, this, this like, almost manufacturing plant sort of thing. There's a, like, these robots are coming, and they're exploding these giant sparks, and you have these giant pistons going, dum, dum, and you're like, oh, man. That Gears of War popcorn action movie spectacle is yeah. on full glorious display here. Yes. And holy cow, does it feel good. And that was the dialogue with the characters. Because Gears of War dialogue was always hilarious, I think, yeah. in unintentional ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's here's my opinion. Dom! Yeah. Dono! So Bring thing, it! With, with Gears of War dialogue, it was, like, bad in a way that became endearing. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. look forward to yeah. saying, like, Mark is saying, like, that's what, bro. Like yeah. I just, I love that. Cole Trans coming. Yeah, they they so echo those. They, yeah. they copy those catchphrases. Uh-huh. But you're fighting robots in the beginning, so like, that's robots. one DB down. Robots. Yeah. Okay. So no we're spoilers. Robots. robots. Right, no we're spoilers. getting. We're getting. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk. about. It's. It's not a. Spo- I I know it sounds like one, but it's yeah. not. Okay. Sounds like a spoiler. It. Do they come apart? I as, have to say this point. Do it. I, but do the robots? explode as well as they do in binary domain okay so (laughs) great question not quite but i did feel like for the first two acts of gears of war i was in my own way playing this weird binary domain sequel because like this might be the closest i get to a binary domain (laughs) this is satisfying in a way that kind of doesn't have anything to do with gears of war so if you're looking for a binary domain sequel this kind of the first like yeah yeah Yeah. awesome um and they actually do some things like I didn't think I cared about the Gears of War story, but they actually kind oh. of do some things with some old characters that I'm into, and they they have these conflicts. Like things have changed. Like it's a long time past since Gears of War three. Fifteen and years, I think, right? Like, I think it's years? I think it's twenty. I'm not one hundred percent sure on that. But they they throw you into this situation where they make it immediately obvious that there are new dynamics at play and things have changed and the the. The forces that you thought were one way are now acting in a totally different way, Ooh. and I'm interested in it. But I feel like Gears of War, they like introduce that stuff, and then they just kind of keep running, and they never have that moment where they're like they they tie it all together, and you're like, oh, okay, now I have a full appreciation for what's going on, and maybe that will come at the end of the game. But right now, I feel like. We just needed that one scene that really drove it home in yeah. a powerful way, and I, I just that that quite hasn't quite happened yet. Um, as far as the dialogue goes, it's not great, but it, I don't think it's like terribly bad either. Like it is, it's it's good enough for me to have a good time shooting things. Yeah. I will say though, fighting the robots is kind of awful because oh. of how generic they feel, mm-hmm. like. It's it's not awful. Like it's fine too, though. You got me so hyped. Yeah, but it's fighting these robots has made me think about something that I've never really thought about before. Because like they're they're fighting you and they're like enemy detected. It is like somebody took the most generic sci-fi. Like okay, we're gonna have these robots. What What are they gonna say to you? How are they gonna look? Human. And it's just. You know, I'm not saying that these people are lazy. Like Years of War Four does so many really, really, really cool things, but. I feel like these enemies don't have the identity that the Locusts have. I'm not saying that the Locusts are the most interesting dudes mm-hmm. I've ever fought, but their armor, their style, yeah. their culture. Dude. They had a culture, oh, right? Yeah. And when I'm fighting these robots, again, I've only played through the first two acts of the game, mm-hmm. 
But that's just that's just not there. These are just things that are coming to kill you. Yeah. The one cool thing I will say about these robots, they're called BDs, mm-hmm. um, is they drop from helicopters in like these these like spherical things that have like hexagonal plates and they just like crash down and it's like boom 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 and then the robots pump out cool so it's a pretty cool entrance but uh uh, yeah gears of war 3 or maybe judgment when like there's other enemies not the locust i love that dynamic when like you don't see locust for a while and then they show up it always has like a big third party that that does play into it here there Mm -hmm. is another third third party party. love third party it's happening but there the swarm yeah. The swarm, yes. Dude, I yeah. forgot let's all not, about those. Let's avoid okay, spoilers. no spoilers. Let's avoid okay. spoilers. All right. Um, Dude, but kind of going back to that Uncharted thing with the with the robot enemies, like, you have the regular dudes with their, their machine guns, and then you have the bigger dudes, <laughs> and then you have the flying things. It's just, you know, again, I, I didn't realize how cool, like, the Theron guards with their, like, weird yeah. bows that would shoot exploding things on you. Like, I just... I think the locusts were more immediately striking. Mm-hmm. Um, and early on, you you kind of have this flashback where you're fighting the locust. Yeah. And you have this, like, giant corpse or pop out of the ground. And you're, like, so shooting a hammer down and you're, like, oh, yeah, gears. Dude, it's pretty cool. Locust. Yeah. Um, Great enemy. Underrated enemy. I've yeah. been underrating it. The locust? Yeah. Love the locust. I love the yeah. conversation about enemies. Some enemies yeah. just feel good. To Boomers coming yeah. in. Boom. Boom. They always feel oh, good yeah. to kill you. Oh, my God. The, the, <laughs> The dudes with like this thing. Yeah. And it means you feel no remorse for slaughtering is yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they blew that guy's head off. Yeah. Awesome. Um Gears of War 4, and I know you hate this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It. I, I actually think so far has had really good pacing for me. Sick. Like, I you're just doing something. You're never doing something for too long, I feel like. Like, they, they, at the beginning of the game, they have this series of flashbacks that I, I has you doing a bunch of exciting things, and then suddenly you're playing as these new characters, figuring out these new enemies, and then suddenly you're meeting up with old friends yeah. at this place that means a lot to these characters, and it just, it just moves. It just keeps going, mm-hmm. and you, to the point where, like, oh, I want to see what happens next, and man... Good set piece moments yes. really stick out, and I've had some set piece moments in Gears of War Four. I'm like, ah, you, you. It feels good to get that big blockbuster game again that yeah. that nails this aspect. Mm-hmm. I will say, and I think a lot of people will bring this up. Gears of War Four absolutely feels like like a Gears of War game. Like there's sure. There's, mechanically, there's nothing in it where I'm like, oh man, like that is a twist on Gears of War. But it's been like five years yeah, since wild. Judgment. Has it been Judgment? So was the worst one. It, it falls into this hole where it's like kind of okay. I haven't had that, that Gears drip. Yeah. I haven't cut things yeah. up with a chainsaw totally. in so long. Also, not a lot of third-person shooters out there. Not a lot of third-person shooters. And so yeah. it's it, like Gears of War 4 feels like the right game at the right time. And holy cow, I'm glad that it runs so fantastically on PC. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Hype. So that's Gears of War 4. Um, so pumped. Okay, I don't know what I gotta pick. One last game. Uh, what are our options? Do you want us to vote on what the last game yeah, is? Yeah, we're gonna vote. Yeah, I think okay. I know what you're gonna pick. So okay. my final three options are Paper Mario Color Splash, mm-hmm. Call of Duty Four Remastered, and Overcooked. Mario. Mario. Hands down, Mario. Wow. Okay, I guess I'll vote Mario too, just so it. <laughs> sure. It's unanimous. Well, what were you? What were you gonna pick? I think. Uh, ben was teasing some interesting thoughts about Modern Warfare before we started recording. 
We'll save it. We'll save those thoughts. Let's talk about Paper Mario. My Okay, so I think we can save those thoughts because Modern Warfare, the remaster right now is only the single player, and I yeah. think rather than having two separate conversations about the multiplayer and the single player, maybe we can just lump both those in. Sure. In a future episode. That makes yeah. some sort of sense. Um, I played the first hour of Paper Mario Color, Pl- Color Splash, and I had a really good time with it. Oh. I had a really good time with it. Oh. Um, Kyle doesn't seem happy about that. No, I'm, I'm willing to give this game a shot, sure. actually. I, I think I, I'm going to download it this weekend. I think it has some of the same problems that the Paper Mario games that I've played in the past have had. But talking again about looks, the, the last few Paper Mario and Mario Luigi games have been on handheld, and they've been great to varying degrees. But seeing that Paper Mario style... NHD on Wii U, mm-hmm. like it's just fun walking around that world. Like that that papercraft style. There's a point where you're walking along the path, and there are these bunch of shy guys who like get underneath the ground, and they lift it up, and they trap you in this loop, and it looks like a Sonic the Hedgehog loop, and it's like awesome. kind of cool because you have to flatten it back out again, and that's a fun process. And man, like that localization is so strong. Like it yeah, is yeah. just sharp and witty. There's a Lost Levels reference that's pretty good early on. Um, and it's it's legitimately funny. It's not like, you know, oh my God, redefining comedy funny. But, you know, I was I was Pure smiling yeah. and chuckling along the way. And I, that, that just, I think in, when it comes to endearing you to a game, yeah. that does so much. Uh, a big complaint that I've seen, so the way the battle system works is... At its core, you you still do the things like the the Mario RPG thing where you jump on things and you have to time it and you yeah. can block attacks. That's all still there, but it's there's another layer. So you have these cards, kind of like stickers from Sticker Star, which is immediately very troubling. And what you do is like, let's say you have a jump card. Like you can't use an attack if you don't have the appropriate card. You get the card, you power it up by painting it. So you on the gamepad, you drag the card up to the slot, you hold down to paint it, and then you are like you I think this is the unnecessary part. You have to hit the boxes like the card is ready, and then you flick it up. Uh, um, and that's how you do you do this attack. a lot? Like all the time? Every time, anytime you do any attack whatsoever, you have to do it. Even a regular attack? Even a regular S attack. Even the weakest jump or hammer attack, you have to do this. I don't like that. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, and I do I So my my <laughs> point on it is is I've I've seen a lot of people come out and say this is this is awful. This is making me not like the game. I don't want to get into fights because of this added layer. I agree that it's totally unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's adding a tremendous amount of strategy, or nor is it fun like holding down and painting these cards and flicking them up. Like that, the novelty wears off immediately. So it does feel kind of useless. But I, so far, I haven't gotten to the point where it's like. Oh my god, I hate this. Like I'm not angry at it. It's like ah, this How is for you? this is kind of annoying. So I'm no. only I've only played. Oh that okay, right yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, so okay. you know exactly. Do Keep you get gold or experience mind. points for competing in battles? Uh you get if it's more paint and more cards. Ben, I'm almost out. Yeah, you do. So you do have to have paint to power things up, and you yeah. have to run around the world to collect paint to fill things up. No, I no. This sounds. I just like, I just um... want to know that I'm rewarded for battles. Because that was a sticker You are. You, you're getting... I'm almost positive that you're at least getting coins. Okay. But... All right, if we're getting coins... If I'm wrong, please There's a reason to fight. Yeah, there's a reason yeah. to fight. So you need paint to open a door to the next area? So you're saying? Um, kind of. So in the world... And I actually think this is super fun. So in the world, like the... the 
one of the central things of the plot is colors being stolen away. And uh, you use your hammer, and when you hit someone with the hammer, it splashes color on it. And if it's like a red wall and you need a red hole, the hammer will automatically splash the right color on it. So it's kind of fun running around and seeing how refilling the color will affect this world. I actually think sure. it's a good mechanic, and it is super fun to explore. Um, um, sorry, the impression I got was kind of like, I'm getting nightmares thinking about it, is Chain of Memories card system, sure. where you how do you open doors in that game? That's a Kingdom you Hearts game, You don't need cards... So far, to do actions in the world, like the cards are just for combat and fighting things. And I think the cards would anger me a lot more immediately if the Mario RPG thing wasn't so fun. Like, yeah, yeah. timing the button presses to do the jump, or holding to charge the hammer, or blocking the attack, like, and having every enemy do a slightly different, like, quick time event like that. Like, even to this day, a lot of RPGs don't do that. And because a lot of that's still intact, the card thing is just kind of like, ah, whatever. What is super annoying and like, Nintendo, you have to stop, is <laughs> I was exploring the world, excited to uncover secrets and fill in cover, and you have this little friend, paint can friend, Huey, who's floating around, and he's mm-hmm. like, hey, he like stops you, you freeze, and he's like, hey man, if you need some help, just press up and we can talk and I can give you some guidance. I'm like, okay. Yeah, great. And I'm Huey. like, totally cool. I'm yeah. like, the first time that happens, I'm like, fine, no big whoop. Like... Two minutes later, it happens again. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm not. I'm not lost. I'm fine. And even if it would have happened twice or even three times, I would have been fine. But oh, no. Like, Sounds like in Navi. a 25-minute period, it happened like five or six times. Oh, Huey. And just shut up, Huey. Like, I'm not <laughs> lost. Like, can you turn Huey off or something? Like, disable him? I'm, Please. I was streaming, and I didn't, like... Go into the same yeah, checkout. So maybe, maybe Huey. this is like a huge complaint that can be easily resolved. I'm but that's the problem totally with your that. game is when you want it to shut up. You're like, shut right. up. Right. That's and, a well, big problem. It's just they give you a world with so many things to poke around in. Yeah. And like you think about Mario RPG and how that was kind of true too and how rewarding that felt. Mm-hmm. Like freezing you and halting that process interrupts the momentum and it's like... As soon as you do that, as soon as I have my mindset on something and you stop me, I feel like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you you ruined my fun. Now I'm just going to move on to the next story beat. Like, it, you need you need that flow motion, man. You need to that just kind of... Mo- you need like, that Nomura flow motion touch. You can't get immersed if suddenly, like, a stop sign is appearing every few seconds. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my impressions on the first hour of, of Paper Mario Color Splash. I did really enjoy it. I want to keep playing, so so maybe I'll I'm have more involved, that it's, more detail. It's just the first on. hour, and that's why you're getting so many like tutorials and everything like that. Yeah, I'm hoping those maybe. things you talk about, Ben, the environments and just how good it looks and the the fun writing is yeah. why I want to play it. Yeah, I'm so bummed. There's no crazy NPCs like Thousand Year Door, obviously. Uh, I, there are some really good NPC interactions. Aren't they all just toads, though? Okay, so yes, there are a lot of toads. And I think it's a problem that Paper Mario and Mario Luigi just had, where it's like, why is everyone a goddamn toad all the time? Yeah. Why are there not these weird creatures? Some of the interactions with some of the toads, though, are, are good. Yeah, that's, worth what seeing. that's what I'm in for. I'm in yeah. for uh, Just someone on Reddit had like a post of like a toad acknowledging that he's one of many hundreds yeah, of toads. Yeah. It's like... That's kind of funny, but it's also like that point in games where the character's just like, oh, this again? It's like, yeah. hey, if your character acknowledges this, don't do it. Yeah. You're acknowledging your problem. It's you can fix it. And they've been doing it for like several games in a row. I feel yeah. like Toad's the the easy, lazy way out. It's so it is. Lazy. Every time yeah. I see I Toad in something, I'm like, 
great. Like when he was in 3D World or whatever, I was like, great. Do we really need Toad again? Yeah. It, okay, the way I feel about Paper Mario, Sus Mario, and Luigi is there's so much goodness there. It's like, imagine you're, you have this layer of goodness, and then they like keep throwing things in to kind of get in the way. And it's like, 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 no, you, no, just... <laughs> Yeah. People were making Skyward Sword comparisons with Fi? Fi? Which one is it? I think it's Fi. Okay, with Fi. Damiani says Fi. And, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. And, uh, that's, that's pretty apt. But, yeah. Again, I want to stress, first hour, opinions could change. Yeah. Don't know everything about the game. Yeah, yeah, totally. Here we are in October. Still no word about the NX. Ah, it's troubling. (laughs) It's coming by the end of the month. No. Lock it in. Here, here we go again. Okay. Officially okay, on camera saying it. We're going to hear Can about the NX the by the end of the NX month. NX does not, if there's no NX information in October, you have to stream Outlast 2. No. The demo. It's 15 minutes. The demo? Okay. The demo. All right. It's 15 minutes long. Okay. Kay. No, you got to add something else on it because he's going to like no. make it lame. No, no, no. I'll, I'll stream wrong. a 15 minute demo. It's, 50, it's However, a legit 15 minutes. If there is NX news by the end of October. Okay. You have to do something for 15 minutes. You have to stream Dead Space 3. Oh! And not- oh, 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 this is great. This is great good. pick, Kyle. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and this, the 15 minutes starts when you start moving your character. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's a great pick. Okay. Oh, maybe I'll load up our old save game. I wonder if I still have it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, if you load that up. Absolutely. Yeah. We were like, oh, like... Oh, yeah, at least so lame, it's dude. just 15 minutes. It's just 15. <laughs> oh. Uh, man, we're kind of moving with this really? trap faster than I was expecting. I mean, we, we're, we're usually so dreadfully slow. So, it is time for this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, I love that. I, I mentioned the, to you guys. animation he does. Before the podcast, that I have two options with Otake, and I'm not sure I'm 100% satisfied with either one. And we've already been democratic to great effect during okay. this podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys two options, and you tell me which one you like better. Uh, the first one is very simple to explain. It is a topic, and we discuss it. So we're pretty far along with the this generation of consoles, and so I wanted to take a step back and and talk about the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, and for the mm. sake of conversation, including the Wii U, mm. into that. Where we are now, are you satisfied with it? Comparing it to the previous generation, how do you think it felt? Like, just just a temperature gauge on how you think this generation is going. Okay. So that's topic one. Topic two is a game. Calling it two-in-one. So what I'm going to do is I have a list of what I deem to be exciting games that are coming out uh, until December 30... From here until December 31st, 2016. And each of you has to pick... Two games that you think are going to be good or exciting or you're super interested in it, and you have to provide a reason why. Now, the trick is, none of you can pick the same games. So oh. your two games have to be different from your two games, from you have to be different for your two games. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to pick one game that you think is going to be bad, you're worried about, or just have some general apprehension toward. Again, Excellent. I don't. I like it. I don't know if I love either of these two ideas, but that is what I came up with. Okay. Are we doing both? No. How, I, how long we is the pick list? One. We have to it, probably take about. No, I need to know how, what we're choosing from. How many games are on that list oh, that we're selecting from? I don't know the exact number. At okay. least ten. 
At least 10. Okay, and then we, we each get two no overlaps. No overlaps. But could my one be one of Huber's two? Yes. Okay. Yes, it can. All oh, right. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I guess we're doing that then? Well, no, let's... We gotta vote. We definitely gotta vote. I kind of want to talk about the first one, but I'll, I'll do I'll it either. Both. I'm cool with talking about the generations. Okay, we can do that. Okay, I, whatever you guys are... Like more pumped to There's have some a conversation games I'm about. about. I think generation. so. The comments aren't disappointed that they missed out on a whole discussion. We yeah. should flip a coin. We should leave this up to fate. Yeah, let fate decide. Okay, let fate decide. Okay. I oh no, Ben's not I, oh he's firm stand. I nice. I think Brad coming out and saying I want to talk about the first Let's one. You're right. Is is better. Okay. So sorry, comments. I'm sorry if you want to hear the second one, everybody. <laughs> but you know. Two and one is a pretty flexible game. Mm-hmm. We can we can bring that back. I'm sure they'll sure. both get mixed in somehow. We'll go off off topic probably. Yeah, uh, I, it's I, I, actually, I have it's an idea. Meant for. I have an idea. Final yeah. Fantasy 15 though. That's one of the greats. I, yeah, I was gonna say that or uh, <laughs> Last Guardian. Now you really riled them up. Good. All right, here we go. Uh, so talking about the generation, yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot, and mm-hmm. so I I am not cynical about PS4, Xbox One. Wii U. I've played tremendous games on all of them. Mm-hmm. Like when I think about the games that I love, you know, it's it is like the Forza Horizon Three, the, the Gears of War Four, the Bloodborne, the Uncharted Four. Um, there have been some good times. I've really loved it, and there have been some great indie games. I've been playing way too much Overcooked, and that's been super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that that's not also on PC, but I think the thing that's troubling to me, and maybe this is an unfair expectation. Something, like, when I think about the last generation of consoles, here are the three games that my mind immediately jumps to, for better or for worse. Bioshock, Mass Effect 1, and Portal. And I think you could make some arguments with Bioshock, but in my mind, like, those three games were brand new things, brand new names, essentially, and took us to, like, places that we had not been before. And I do feel like, at least on a high-budget level... There has been maybe a, a, a that has been lacking a little bit, or at least the areas where it has happened, they they haven't hit as hard. Like I think you could bring up the uh, Order eighteen eighty six or yeah. Sunset Overdrive. I think a thing with that is though that the last generation was so long, but those so came out long. early. Those are early games. Yeah, that's true. Those are like the um, first three years. Yeah, is that what you're doing? Yeah, Just comparing the first three years. Yeah, I'm comparing the first three years exactly. Okay. Like, Portal. Right you said now. Portal. Bioshock. What was the other one? Mass Effect One. Oh, okay. All right. Whoa. And I'm not saying you have to like all those no, games. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, but for sure, I understand. You know, for from. better or worse, those games had an impact and were were new things. On games. Huge step forwards, not sure. possible on a PS2 or yeah. Xbox. I, I think uh, a game like that had big impact this generation is The Witcher, Witcher Three. Yeah, and I thought about that. The Witcher Three immediately jumps in my mind, but it does have three in the title, and Witcher Two did come out mm-hmm. on Xbox 360, and then you yeah, but it's like Bioshock, System Shock, Underwater. So, yeah, I thought somebody would bring up the System Shock comparison, but I, I think, like, I hear you. And I mean, there are they're ideas, different, yeah, There are ideas in System Shock that kind of carry over into Bioshock, but, like, Rapture is totally new. I hate Bioshock, and I can admit it's in, it's innovative. Yeah. It, you know, changed video games. Mm, sure. Was that hard to say? <laughs> changed video games for the worst. <laughs> Audio logs and every oh my god, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a huge game. That was a huge game. I don't think we've had anything. Oh no, we have not had a Bioshock yet in this generation for sure. But does that bother you? You know, I can I can say my opinion on. But if you guys are like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I don't need that. You know, 
So I don't know. I feel like last gener- that generation is about like innovation, and this is about refinement. Like, sure, online gaming was a thing way before Xbox 360 and PS3, but mm-hmm. like, that's really when it started taking off and kicking. Like, everyone was online. You're always online. You're playing like co-op games, multiplayer games, like Halo, Call of Duty, all that mm-hmm. was happening, like, away from PC for a change, um, which is something we take for granted on, in this generation. Like, yeah. online is nothing, because, like, the revolution has already happened. Um, and, of course, like, HD, you know, so these games had a bigger impact. Mm. Um, so I think the leap, this generation, the impact isn't there, uh, but it's about refining genres and refining games. Uh, I think uh, the big leap everyone's looking for for this generation is going to be VR, for sure. Sure. It's going to change how games are played forever. Wow, that's well, kind of true. Maybe. You know, like... Maybe. I mean, it's going to be a, a, like, a huger leap, I would say, from a lot of games. Like, like a, a game like Knights of the Old Republic to Mass Effect or something like that. Like VR is like something brand new how we're playing video games yeah i brad you bring up an excellent point because i think something that is very distinct about this generation is last generation it was like okay we have this idea and then we're gonna build upon it and Mm -hmm. expand it i feel like now we're just kind of transitioning yeah like Mm -hmm. with the ps4 pro and with the scorpio the way we understand consoles is changing and so there's like this there's this clear break point that I don't think was quite there with the Xbox 360 or the PlayStation 3. And I also think VR, because it's kind of not just on one platform, mm-hmm. is yeah. another kind of break point where it is a totally new way to experience games. And so, like, I feel like we're entering a phase two. Sure, you know? yeah, I can see that. I, I, it's going to be hard to remember this generation as one continuous thing. Uh, I'll say one disappointment about this generation, though we should talk about VR for a second more. Yeah. VR gives us hangout games. The, I've not played Batman for very long. Most of it has been on camera. Uh, the menu, this the start menu of Batman is cool to hang out in. You're just on top of a city, and I could just spend mm-hmm. 15 minutes hanging out in there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think objectives of video games will change with VR. I think that it will change design. Uh, we don't need hordes of enemies to come attack us at the ends of levels with VR. You can just enjoy being in environments, which is crazy. Bring on walking simulators. I'm okay with it. Uh, (laughs) But uh, with this generation, when it was first announced, when Mark Cerny took the stage and told us about the PlayStation 4, it was pitched as this console that would be so much easier to program for than the PS3. PS3 was awful. Sell? Forget about it. Too complicated. This thing... Every games are going to come out faster and cheaper because everything is so simple, and that has not been true. Uh, maybe cheaper, I don't know budgets. I obviously don't look at them, mm-hmm. but there's been so many delays, ridiculous delays on almost every single big game. It's been crazy how inefficient we've been at putting out games. I don't want to blame publishers. I don't want to play, blame developers. That's mm-hmm. just been a disappointment because that was a promise of the new generation mm-hmm. that's not been fulfilled. I think it's it was fulfilled in some ways about, like, it, the games run better usually on PS4 now. Run it's, better than like than like Xbox. Like Xbox 360 games were usually better. Yeah. But now PS4 games are usually better. Yeah. Like in some ways, it is easier for companies to port over than the PS3. Yeah. Like just dodging the sell altogether makes yeah, everything yeah. a lot faster and easier to port. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, th- this isn't necessarily pinned to a specific generation, but I 
I do think it is unacceptable how, like, every year, you know, since the start of this generation, there have been high-profile releases that have been broken. There's mm-hmm. no other way to oh, say yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And that, that just keeps happening, and that has to stop happening yeah. um, as well. So, yeah. But keep this in mind. Ooh. Last generation did get any Last Guardian. We're getting it <laughs> this generation. Last generation... No Kingdom Hearts. No Final Fantasy XV. Mm-hmm. And it's coming. Shenmue is coming. Shenmue is coming. This generation wins. This generation will be Final good. Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming. That will be good is another thing. It's like the... No Zelda last year. Before the Pro and the Scorpio, like you were saying about a new phase, I feel like right now is when like this generation is like stepping on the gas... Like, PS3 360 took a little while. Like, all the best games 360 of those... took one year to hit the gas, man. No, yeah. I'm, saying, I'm, saying, yeah. I'm saying if no. you look back at the best possible games on PS3 and 360, a lot of those are later in the life cycle. Yeah, but I but would argue the that... The three if, been listed. Yeah, I think if you... But if, Mass Effect 2 is better. No, I think I think at the time, though, people were like... The, they're maybe not... Those aren't necessarily remembered as the best games because... They had sequels that improved and, yeah. and made them better, or they had games that took ideas from mm-hmm. them. Like, like Portal inspired so much. Bioshock inspired so much. Mass Effect inspired so much. Like, I think if you were to cut it off right there, people would have been like, yeah, we're going to remember this. Yeah. You know, uh, even so early on. Pedal to the metal, what year one. That's true. I, I, I just feel like we're... Yeah, maybe I guess it has taken a little while I- then for PS4 and Xbox One to... Pedal to the metal. I know. I know you don't like it when people only prioritize innovation, and yeah. I think you have a very valid point on yeah. that. Like innovation isn't the only thing that matters. You can yes. you can be innovative, but still a very bad game. Yeah. But I do think you know me so well, man. Like when you're you in remember a, things I say. When you're in a <laughs> when you're in a medium that is so reliant on technology and like design, mm-hmm. innovation is really important. Sure. It doesn't have to be. Everything, all the time, always. But you need it, then, and you yeah. need a good amount of it. The innovation's coming in VR. Yeah. That's where I yeah. think you'll see the most of it. Half-Life 3 VR, it's coming. Uh, Pedal to the Metal, like Pedal Through the <laughs> it's Floor. Not, it's yeah. not coming. It's coming. Pedal Through the Floor was Bloodborne, for me. Like, yeah. that's, like, boom. It's an incredible this is game. Video yeah. games. Incredible this game. is video games right yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. The, okay, so bring up VR again. Uh, reading the reviews about mm-hmm. PlayStation VR. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to really dig into it ourselves, but uh, reading reviews about PlayStation VR, mm-hmm. uh, there's some there's some worries about the camera tracking. You're like, man, they're using a PlayStation sure. camera and move controllers, and you, you can kind of think to yourself, like, is that a limitation? You know, like, is yes. that going to be a problem with design? You know, and I, I, I pose I that mean, question. I mean, yeah, here. it's the first model of yeah. VR. Obviously, their next models will improve, but for sure, early adopter, you're going to get you're going to have a lot of bumps in the road, especially with new tech like that. And yeah. tech is growing so fast, I think you're already outdated, PSVR. Right. You are. coming out, like, it's already so behind the Vive and the Oculus, and PC is always praised for being able to iterate faster than consoles. Right. So it's going to be a big question of, like, are they going to have a brand new PlayStation VR like every six months or a year? Like now that PS4 Pro is coming out, is that going to be the new thing? PSVR Pro, PSVR Pro 2, 
PSVR Pro 3. Like, are we just going to keep having yeah. new versions? I think we will with video games, for sure. Another question I want to bring up is, is you're talking about, like, that iteration of the console, the PS4 Pro. You're talking about whatever PSVR 2 is. Mm-hmm. The, th- the thing is, with these items, is, like, I've, I've been seeing a lot of people saying, like, PSVR is so cheap. It's, like, in comparison, relatively, but on my own, when I'm, like, like I'm excited for PlayStation VR. I really want to play it, but even as a super enthusiast, spending four hundred dollars on this, five hundred on, on something the... that I'm I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work out. Oh, I mean, I'm waiting for yeah. reasons like that. There's no killer app for but, me yet. And the, the same is true of PlayStation Pro. But my question is, do you think that because of the price of these things, that by the time we get to the versions that are like, wow, people are going to be over it? You know, because, like, it's going to be so much time past and the barrier to entry is so high that people will have kind of moved on by that point or they'll already be so comfortable with what they already have. I believe PlayStation VR as it is now will be this as it is for the rest of the PS4's lifetime. I think when PlayStation 5 is launched, it'll have a new headset. I really don't think they'll iterate anymore on the PS4 or the headset. I think they're done with those for the rest of this generation, which I don't think will last too much longer. No, Gilbert. yeah, you're probably right. I think we got two years, three max on mm-hmm. the PS4. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. To me. Yeah. 2018, I think we'll see it. It's pretty crazy, yeah. Um, but Ben, to answer your question, I think PSVR is good enough. Mm. I think that, yeah, I think it does the job it needs to do. It's better than Gear VR, and it's better than whatever the Google one is, the Pixel yeah, sure. uh, Daydream. I think that it's just like... It still does that effect, and it's it's funny to see complaints, I think, because the PC ones are so good, mm-hmm. but it is still pretty comparable. It's yeah. like, uh, it's pretty up there. It's cheaper. The, my biggest point of contention on that yeah. is Resident Evil 7, playing that at E3, and how pixelated yeah. Yeah. that game is on PSVR. Like, yeah. it is so distracting. It's it is such a problem. <laughs> yeah. And granted, like, the longer you're inside of VR, the more you adapt to it and kind of, like, pass it off, I yeah. guess, and adjust. But, like, that versus even that super low-budget uh, zombie shooting game on the Vive, like, being in that stationary yeah. game yeah. for, like, two minutes with the lighting and, the, like, the zombie guy just walking at me in ten seconds in a crowded room... I was infinitely more immersed than I was playing Resident Evil 7. I and yes. I think a lot of it too is like art style. Like Batman doesn't have a super realistic art style. It has kind of like Yeah. It has something going on there where it's like my brain can can look at it differently. So I think I hear you there. Like yeah. Uh, so the order I that I played VR headsets is I, I played Oculus and then PlayStation VR and then the Vive. Yeah. And I was so blown away by the Vive and just Crazy. how good it looked and the freedom of movement. The hands. It, the like, controllers. Honestly, it, it the other two headsets, you're right. The effect is there and it's still really cool. Yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to diminish that. Of but course. It, it felt like a step, whereas I think the Vive is the closest to my craziest, this is what I want VR to be. Like, mm-hmm. just the immediate, this looks so good, plays so good, is so accurate with what I'm doing. Like, pulling that bow back and shooting that arrow, it's like, wow. And apparently the Oculus Touch things are pretty sweet, too. Yeah. 
Okay, I haven't used those. Those so controllers, I can't, I can't yeah. Comment. Wait, how are the... Can't on those. The, what are they called? Places the, removed? Yeah, how are those with... They're uh, bad. They're, you know, they're... They're, barely, they're bad, oh my god. They're serviceable. Yeah. Oh no. I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said bad, they're serviceable. Yeah. Like, in Batman, you can still do the things yeah. that you want to do. It's old tech. But it's not as sick as the Vive, where just every little is centimeter that, of movement is just perfectly you tracked. Like, paint something and then you walk around you're painting you're, oh I don't know God. if you could do tilt brush on v- PlayStation VR you know I don't, I don't know if it's 100% there um, talking about Resident Evil 7 though yeah and I want to gauge your opinion on this yeah I for better or for worse I, I think absolutely how good Resident Evil 7 is and then how good it is in VR will kind of really shape opinions on PlayStation VR as a whole I mean it's yeah. such a it's such a big series it's such a big name it has so many fans mm-hmm. that if it comes out and it's an amazing experience on PlayStation VR, yeah. the attitude I, I just I feel like the attitude to that platform will totally change. Uh, I need to fact check this, but I read somewhere I don't know if it's one hundred percent true, but I did read somewhere that it is being ported to VR. It was not built from the ground up for VR. I imagine that, yeah. Um, and that's always concerning. Sure, you know, creator's intent. I don't know, Hubert. What about the kitchen, though? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think the that kitchen was like point. a tech demo, kind of like this is like an idea we could do yeah. with it. The kitchen, like, is, like it the kitchen been, is Resident Evil Seven. Like yeah. the, what the what I'm saying yeah. is, yeah, yeah. like the kitchen could have been a pitch necessarily to the higher ups. Like this is like an idea we have for Resident Evil Seven, kind of thing like that. Yeah, but I don't that, think they're willing VR to from the beginning, bet that though. entire franchise on VR though. Not yet. I don't I think need, they're I need there to yet. Look it up, but sure, especially with hardware that's like not readily available for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't think VR is going to be a huge success. I think it's gonna. Uh, I hope it is. Yeah, I don't know if it will be. I think a bunch of dorks like me are going to be loving it. Yes, but a bunch of people who care about gameplay, who yes. care about just uh, how games function, are going to say this sucks. This has no advantage to me. People like me who like really care about like leaning down and looking into things. Yeah, yeah. we are going to love it, but we're a few. <laughs> there are not a lot of us. The biggest thing is like I think you, I think both groups are extremely important though. Yeah, will. Your grandma buy this, you know? That will no. your mom? I think my grandma doesn't have a PS4. My grandma doesn't have a PS4. Will we hit that Wii zeitgeist? Oh, I see. No, 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 no. Yes, VR. Like, I think so. No, no, no. I think there's a bunch of guys in offices who are like, "Hey, VR is this? Is this good?" I think there's a lot of those guys. Yeah, and gals. No, well, okay, <laughs> but that would be that would be so infuriating because for as and rightfully so, the Wii widened the audience, and that's important. That's valuable. But I think kind of the development response was really infuriating where they're like, oh, okay, we're going to make these garbage games that are on Target and Walmart shelves to appeal. Like, it, just because you get a wider audience doesn't necessarily mean mm-hmm. you have to make trash. And I seeing that happen with the Wii in, in such a high volume was infuriating. I love the Samsung commercial, the VR, where the woman has it on. And she's like weeping. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you watching? And on it's just that? a cell phone, man. Yeah, I've what been there though. What are you watching? I was like weeping thing? at Batman at E three. <laughs> it's just so surreal. It is so incredible. But I think when VR does take off, like so many things on VR are going to be huge that are not video games. And when people like, I don't think people like I, like VR is going like. There's a reason Facebook bought that thing. Yeah, they spent a ton of money on it. There's going to be things on VR that are like way different. In video games, like, people are like, for example, you can go on a tour somewhere, like, around the world and walk around. Or there's going to be, like, a live concert you can do. That's... It'll be, like, three-dimensional. Like, VR is going to go in steps like that. It's going to be, like, Goldshire and an RP server. Bro. That is my favorite thing with VR is being a spectator 
not being the like protagonist of something not not where i'm watching it and it's like a guy shooting a bunch of people it's like really emphasize the spectator part of it like you're saying a walking mm-hmm. tour like i want to be an observer in vr not the central component yeah uh so i'm like going that way with it that's what i love like yeah so many th- places you can go and things you can do like uh you're talking about racing like underground <laughs> underground street racing scene like being there and then like having someone talking to you and being like yo here's where we are like check out these racers over here like the this guy has this car like doing this just like being part of cultures and scenes that you wouldn't have access to otherwise think of when sports start doing it kyle when the NFL sports have started it yeah like yeah. when it becomes like even more widespread like NFL umpire dude MLB umpire wearing like something so you can like be behind home plate yeah oh my goodness mm-hmm. like, I okay final question to wrap this up yeah before I move on if imagine an alternate world that we all exist in right now and someone comes out to you and they provide overwhelmingly compelling evidence that you can choose right now to live in this amazing virtual world. You have to leave the real world behind, but you get to take all of your loved ones with you. Okay. And you can just live in this digital paradise where all of your wildest dreams can come true. Do you say yes? So which, you take the red or the blue pill? Exactly. It's a red or blue pill situation. Kind of. I've recently just read Ready Player One, so my answer is no. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking, I think the red pill was the pill where you see the real world. Reality. I'm, I'm becoming Neo. I'm doing that one. Okay. Kyle's going in the. The thing is, world. I don't want this world where everything you want can happen. I think that's bad. I think that's bad for you. Yeah, but what if I told you that there was another like insidious layer to this? So like, if you wanted to feel like you earned something, you you could simulate that. So there's an antagonist in the other world that I can defeat. Yes. Okay. But it's still <laughs> fake. Wait, is the real world this world we're in right now? No. No, it's like if post-apocalyptic. You, like, you and the thing you can like change it. So let's say one day I wake up and I'm be like, all right, I'm gonna walk through the Shire. Something the Shire appears. No, no, no we're talking about we're like, talking the about real world. The choice I have, I can go into VR world or I can stay here. You can stay here. Right it's here, our right actual here. world. Okay, actual okay. World. Yeah. It's but not if you world. stay here, no more cheeseburgers, no more pizza. You all, can't just do all that. Food is gray, and tastes the same. That was not part of the deal. <laughs> That's part of the deal. That has to be part of the deal. But then you're not even really eating anything. And in virtual world, its food is so good. It's fake digital crap. Yeah. So Ben, here's what I want. Here's what I'll do to go to Jack in. Okay. Uh, (laughs) My friends and family, I know they won't do this. So they have to be out of it. Okay. Uh, But if the antagonist says you can save 100 lives if you Jack in for the rest of your life, I'll do it. You All just right. keep adding things on to this, though. <laughs> he says, like, That's fine. play my game. I'm looking for volunteers to play my game. I'll do it. I'll play his game. Knowing I won't I like come it. out, I'll save those hundred lives. I'll save two lives. You get to be the hero of the digital and the real world. Of two lives. I'll, I'll yeah. even do it for two. One life, no deal. But what Kay. if that was pretty <laughs> illusion and it wasn't true? No deal, Kyle Bossman. <laughs> All right, maybe. It depends on, like, do I see the life? Does he show me the person that I'm saving? No. no. A random person. I think it makes it more meaningful. It does. Then I probably do. But what if it's just a horrible like what if, Yeah, what if you're life? saving like some it? like serial killer? I feel like yeah. now we're getting Save into you. a different moral quandary, yeah. Yeah. which is good. Which is That's good. the way this designer plays the game, though. Yeah. He's like, it could be a serial killer. He's Jigsaw. Yeah. yeah. 
there's a 30% chance it'll be a serial killer. Will you still save the life? And if it's the serial killer, he'll kill more people. Yeah. Oh, no. I... I am jacking in day one. I'm making the world look like Dragon Quest Eight. I'm running through. It, okay. So okay. That's my. And your friends and family are like Ben. Why? <laughs> but they can go off and make whatever they want. It's yeah. all good. All right. All We're right. Like this sucks. There's no electricity or anything. Uh, it's time for wonderful, wonderful emails from our wonderful, wonderful viewers. Yay! I'm excited. We got uh, we got three emails today. Cool. If my iPad will work. And it worked! Okay, here we go. Gotta open that. I need to find a better way to do this. In Ready Player One, then there's like all these planets in the digital world that you can go to. And all like the planets are, a lot of them are like based off of a game. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, going to to Azeroth. I feel like Ready Player One is an important work that I need to read. Yeah. Okay, and you'd be obsessed. You'd finish it in like a day. I like things that I can finish in a day. Our first email comes in from Eric. He says, hello, allies. Greetings from Bakersfield. Hello, Eric. On, uh, in the past, the industry was flooded with platformers, fighting games, and racing games. It looks like we got too many too fast and got tired, to the point that there's only a handful of them left today. Do you guys think this could happen to open-world games and first-person shooters, since we've been getting a lot of this recently? I'm uh, feeling open-world fatigue. Period. Well, yeah, Period. What is it about open world that is fatiguing you? Uh, the checklist nature of all, all of them, all of them are, are checklists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you the feeling I had watching the most recent Horizon demo for the PlayStation Pro reveal, mm-hmm. but uh, realizing that the huge Stegosaurus with yep. the flat head is just, just a walking turn. tower. Yep. It's just so artificial to you me. You hack it, and then it shows you the rest of the map. I'm like, that's what those are? Mm-hmm. From the concept art two years ago, they yeah. were just towers? And I think, like, that's such a bummer. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And it's so unfair to compare open worlds to Rockstar Games. Rockstar Games' worlds are alive. Like, they make the world and then put you in it. And I feel like so many other open world games are artificially creating tasks within it where like the world the world the open worlds lately have not felt alive to me if that makes sense yeah it's i because i feel like a lot of times what gets emphasized is it's like there is so much for you to do and it's the minute that you start prioritizing that it's like mm-hmm. no no yeah no i think it just everything has to be meaningful in the world. Feel like you're doing but, something like, uh, for example, you love Witcher. Everything like, is meaningful in The Witcher. Are you sure? No, not everything. No, <laughs> and, and, and but I'm is, saying it's a good open world. Okay, sure. I don't think. But I feel like that was kind of the end of it. Where like, all right, I just had GTA Five Remaster. Yeah, got to play that again. Incredible. Then I played Witcher Three. Yeah, it's like I'm good now. <laughs> you're full. <laughs> sure. Like I'm so full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't Where think... Where is the game I like? Uh, Watch Dogs. The, uh, the payoff. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a good game or anything like yeah. that. I don't really care for it. But he loves I the do payoff like, at I the do, end. I do like Watch Dogs. Because when you finish a group of menial tasks... Mm-hmm. And they are menial tasks. They are. <laughs> they are full checklists. They give you something when you finish sure. all of them. They yeah, give yeah. you just a little 
bit of something. That's actually the point I wanted to bring up. I, I think saying, okay, if you have a huge world, every single little thing has to be meaningful. I actually don't think that's true. I think you have to have enough meaning. You have to have a center that you care about. Mm-hmm. And then whatever it is, even if it's simple, even if it's just checking things off a list... If it, if it feels rewarding to do that and you have that meaningful, juicy center, then there's a perfect That's what I meant by it, though. Yeah, like, okay. I don't want to do okay. boring tasks over and over over to reveal more of my map or something like sure. that. It's just sure, sure. rhythmic now. Like, I don't know. But I guess it's like a hard thing to do with open world because they're so big. And like how long that could take. Like The Witcher 3 took forever to make. Yeah. GTA 5. GTA forever. And so much money. Yeah. Only Rockstar Seems... in their position could yeah. make a game yeah. like that. No one else yeah. can do that. Definitely. Definitely hard games to make. Every game's hard, but oh my god. Open I'll, world. I'll tell you an open world game I'm looking forward to. Yes. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay. Zelda. Yes. Is the best. But boy, am I scared of Zelda becoming a checklist. No way. No way. Like, let me get this plus one X. Let me go in this cave and get this plus two X. Let me go in this cave and get this plus three X. Plus, oh, this one's, oh, let me get all these crafting materials. Like, there will be subquests. Yeah, and that's what Isn't I mean. That crazy? It's like, yo, Ganon has yep. taken over the world or whatever. Huge impending force, like mm-hmm. devouring this world. Oh, let me go in this cave. Oh, let me climb this mountain. But I think you're just automatically assuming that that stuff's not going to be awesome, though. But also, Huber, you can go straight there in, in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Like, and, and the thing about Breath of the Wild that I love and playing at E3 at Hammer Home so much is it's not like you're just collecting things and not thinking about it. Like, I remember getting into fights, and it's like, oh, I don't have any weapons because they break so easily. Mm-hmm. So I have to, like, do every fight is like this little improv where. I have to, there are moments where I have to scramble and think on the fly, and that's so cool. That is cool. It makes, like, those plus one or plus two weapons feel valuable because the game actually takes them away from you sometimes. You know, and I, I think that's totally different than just being, like, Aiden Pierce, who, like, no matter what, is, like, oh, I'm not way to, stronger oh than everybody Watch else. Watch comparing to Zelda. Please yeah. don't. I'm not trying to... I'm just trying to make a point. But yeah, I, I think to uh, to make a good open world, it is. It's just make every little interaction somehow different. Uh, good secrets. Good secrets. Okay. Make you want to explore the world. Yes. Something amazing about Phantom Pain, truly amazing, is that that moment where you do this dumb little thing that you had no idea that you could do that the game doesn't tell. Like, when you slide down a hill in that cardboard box, or, like, the ways that you can distract guards... The, like... It feels alive because you're surprised at how you can play with it. I think mm-hmm. that is going to be in Breath of the Wild. Perfect. I need yeah. to play it. Anymore. Attack this from any point. Right. I love that. Set this forest on fire. Like, here we go. What's going to happen? Like, get on your shield and slide down the thing. Like, that was some of the exciting talk about E3 is once people realized they could do crazy stuff, they just started experimenting and all these interactions that we didn't think were there because we didn't see them in the trailers were totally there. And that's really awesome. Uh, Breath of the Wild absolutely has powers, though. Yeah. Wii yeah. U? Compromised. True. <laughs> Definitely true. <laughs> Sometimes were... I think you just want to say Nintendo compromised. <laughs> what if it's the best version? The what? Wii U version? Yeah. What if the crazy. NX is this goofy little handheld Bad that port? has a worse port oh, of my Breath of the Wild? What a weird world we live in where we don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, who does? God. Who? Miyamoto. Miyamoto, 
Is he in on Wait, that? does he even know? Like, Does, does he, he even know? Does, does he, he know? Yeah, I would give him. anything to lock you and Miyamoto in a room for like three hours. And he's just he like, he knows you talk shit on him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would right. end hugging on a couch. Oh, I'm, it would all no, work what if out he was like start hugging What if he just like refused to talk to you? He's like, no. <laughs> for the first two hours. Two hours of <laughs> silence with Miyamoto. And then, but we just Oh, and he's hugging. like, what have you done? He's like, oh, I made Mario and Zelda. Mm-hmm. You get to get your dumb little shit. But also, like, steered video games. <laughs> he steered them. Yeah. yeah. He was steering He's them. like, you're here because of me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything you love is partially... I'm responsible for yeah. a little bit of everything you love. It's yeah. a Joker Batman I am you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next email comes in from Dano. Dano. I don't know. Dano. I'm going to go with Dano. Hello, Dano. allies. Here's a question to you that frequently came up for me and my friends. What is your favorite game that you've never played or finished? This could mean that you watched someone else play, you watched mm. a playthrough online, or just couldn't bring, couldn't come up with the time to finish the game. I got mine. Got mine. The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Okay. Never finished it. Love the game. Love the town. Love the NPCs. What is stopping you from going back? Uh, the UFO thing. <laughs> I did the UFO thing. I did it. I did, did the whole mission. I successfully did that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware that I was supposed to talk to an NPC after that. Oh. And so now I have to go back again and then do, do it again man. to talk to an NPC after sure. it. Sure. And that is simply too annoying for me. Sure. Uh, for me to 100% the game, I'm going to have to fight all the bosses again. I'm going to have to go through those temples and find all the fairies within those temples all over again. No. No. Cute, cute world, cute design, but no. It's cute. Cute, cute. Brad. Uh, Tactics Ogre, let's clean together. Nice I never pick. finished. Too cool, Brad. Oh, dude, that's it's so good, good man. Yeah. It's so good. It is. Yeah, it is. Cool. It is. I just never finished it. I never had a PSP. That's probably why. I think I rented it one time and I borrowed yours maybe. Mm-hmm. And I just never got to play it again. So, man, is that game awesome. I should buy it. It's on Vita. You can play it on Vita, I think, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think sorry. so. It's it's a but I'm downloading Clean Together. Oh time. my it's god, so good. it's so good. It's if so good. you like tactics RPGs, that is a must play. Why wasn't that Matsuno is a god. I, I don't own a PC, a, and I think I rented it. He's a you deity. got a Vita though. Now, that's what I just said. We were just talking about that. Now yeah. I can do it. But you're not going to. Who said I'm? I might. I say you're not going to. Okay. Brad, I, be- I believe in you, and I think you're going to do this. One day I'll do it, but right now I got Dragon Quest Seven just Never, staring at I me. Believe I, believe I, believe I, believe I believe in you, so you a lot bad. less. Yeah. I want to play Seven so bad. Kyle, Kyle, huh. Kyle, Kyle, are you, I, you will love it. You will love Dragon Quest yeah. Seven. Please. Oh, okay. Please. I'm Wait, in, Ben. It's so good. I got to do laundry at the laundromat tonight. I'll download it to You're before I go. You're sitting there. I'll do it. Federationing it up with these. Yeah. 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 What a disservice. Oh. <laughs> I'm offended. I like exploring. I like exploring three worlds. Explore Dragon Quest. Oh, the best place to explore. This podcast is progressively gone off the rails. Oh, my God. I, I enjoy. <laughs> Hubert, do you have a game? Uh, Final Fantasy XII. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I love the game. Yeah. Very finish it. Cool. Love. Yeah, you love Love. Dude, love. When that you game get your came, chance. You get your chance. I get, next my, year. I get a shot at Redemption. Yes. For the remaster. When that game came out, I was just enthralled. I was like sucked in so hard. Uh, it was one of those games where the first like three or four days I played like twelve hours a day, uh, and then I just stopped. Some life happened. Who knows? Probably like finals or something, and never went back to it. JRPGs are the hardest thing to finish because 
when you set it down for a couple days, right? It's just so hard and intimidating to get back into. It's like when you start an RPG, you're climbing a mountain. Yeah. And if you decide to take a break while you're, you're gone, that mountain gets down. bigger. Yeah. Figuratively gets bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good one. Mine is... Um, oh, shit. I had it and I forgot it. What was it? I was going to say... Wild Arms. Uh, what a pick. What was it? Was no. it an RPG? I don't even remember. Oh my god! I'm, just, then. I, the, the, I'm, I'm no longer functioning. The functioning member has stopped functioning. Uh, my my backup is <laughs> wipes his memory. Yeah, yeah, memory. <laughs> just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, so many things you guys have said has made me so excited. I think I short circuited or something. Yeah, uh, so my backup one was I, I I love it. I advocate for it. I pimp it out all the time, but I have not actually finished. Shimming on my Tensei 3 Nocturne. Oh, dang. Yeah, it is. It's brilliant, but I haven't. This is a good question. There's a lot of games I love and really respect that I've not finished or even played. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, the guilt right now. Digital Devil Saga. Our last question. And I want to say if you start your email like this, raises the chance of appearing on the podcast. This is the first word, just Japan. This is from Seth. He says, Greetings from Iowa. I've never really gotten into racing games that being said Forza Horizon 3 has blown me away it's one of those rare moments in gaming when one game gets you immediately hooked in a genre for the first time I've switched to manual controls and slowly turning off game assist it's getting serious I also wanted to read this because different perspective on why Forza 3 is so great question for the panel do you have a game that pulled you abruptly into a genre Mm mm-hmm it's a tough question. I don't mean to sound like I'm on a high horse, but I really <laughs> do love like every single genre. I really cannot think. I mean, I guess Portal made me respect and look at puzzle games because I'm I feel inadequate to solve puzzle games when I play them. Like sure. they give me such a hard time. Uh, they're so hard for me. Um, but really. Every genre. I love racing, real-time strategy, turn-based strategy, RPG, shooter, like, sports. I'm playing every genre, like, throughout my life. I have one. Nice. Um, so, before this, I played a bunch of, like, specific types of strategy games. I would play, like, strategy RPGs, like Final Fantasy Tactics, or real-time strategy games like StarCraft. But there was a type of PC strategy game, like, 4X, Civilization... Mm-hmm. Uh, Europa Universalis like I was like I can't this is I'm scared that's how I felt yeah I got assigned as a freelancer to review Civ 5 Brave New World and I was like well I guess I'm just playing this until it makes sense (laughs) and so it was kind of a brute force situation but I did play it until it makes sense I ended up falling in love with Civ 5 and it like broke me into that genre in a way and now I love a bunch of games of that ilk sick so um I'd say the game that got me really, really into JRPGs because I played them. Um, I played the original Final Fantasy on Nintendo, but I never finished it. Yeah. But um, Chrono Trigger is like what made me really like these are my favorite games now. It's from like, Chrono Trigger, like. <laughs> but it never got better than that. <laughs> Peaks at Chrono. I like, mean, yeah. There's like Chrono Trigger. I think is like a masterpiece, pretty much. But yep. there's games that are like maybe not as uh, good, but are not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Final Fantasy VII. Like, Final Fantasy VII was also, like, another huge... Like, oh, like, man. Yes, this Thank is you. another, like, confirming it right now for me. And, like, Final Fantasy VI, I'm like, yes, this is incredible also. 
But I think Chrono Trigger is like what really got me like on the upswing with it. It changed my life kind of thing too. I guess like Resident Evil made me obsessed with video games in general. Sure. But like survival horror probably. Yeah, but I played Alone in the Dark on PC before that, and I was super into oh, it. Okay. I couldn't like figure it. I feel out, like Resident Evil but... was was like a Metal Gear Solid experience for me, where I transcended the genre. Like, I love video games. Thank yeah. you, Resident Evil. Yeah. You are you are filling me with constant. Yeah. Effervescent euphoric dopamine. Yeah. Over every door opened. All right, so I got I got uh, for RPGs. Pokemon was the first RPG I played, but Final Fantasy IX made me so excited to play RPGs. That was the first yeah, RPG dude, I played. Yeah, awesome. Uh, on a console, uh, <laughs> and uh, I felt so excited to play this game. And I was like, "Wait, why does everyone in the party get experience points?" Because all it was was Pokemon ahead of that. Mm. Anyway. Uh, Obviously, I played a lot of more Final Fantasy games after that. A lot more, uh, I guess, JRPGs. The first ever Western RPG game I ever played was Mass Effect 2. Because I got my job working at GTTV, the Game Trailers TV show. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, well, video games is my job now. Everyone loves this game. They're all saying it's the best game of the year. I'm going to hate it, but I guess I should try it. <laughs> just every, like, ugly faces. Yeah. Every single Western RPG had ugly faces up to... Still, I can't. <laughs> okay, ugly, ugly faces. Yeah. Why can't you make appealing-looking humans? What's uh, the green guy though? He looks cool. Yeah, he does look cool. What's his name? Come on, Ben. Green guy, Ben. Well, are you what? trying to think of Western oh. RPG with good faces? Because you can't. No, it's not. Is it Thanos? Thanos. It's not Thanos. It's Thanos. Thane. 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 Love Thane. Thane. Good Thane. 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 Um, I, I'm going to make this a mission. Yeah, I, let's get it. This is upsetting. You, I think right now, like, Witcher's got good faces. I, think I was just going to say, got there. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird now because what was good faces at the time is not good faces now. No. You look at Final Fantasy VII, those are still good faces. Like the Really? Ones? Mega Man They're Legends. Good, what makes them good faces? Those are good faces. All right, Mega Man Legends I'll give you. I'll yeah. give you. But Final Fantasy VII, it's just dots on a... Block. Those dots are in the right spots. Oh my god. Each dot tells a story, man. Come Each, on, man. I get though, because those faces fit within the world. Like, yeah. It all fits and makes sense, whereas you play Mass Effect and it's just, it's ugly. It's, yeah. No. Like, Mass, the faces. The faces I are ugly. Where he's coming from. They're ugly faces? I don't, all right. We, I, so anyway. I, we need to sit down with Mass Effect it's and that, go over uh, this. It's, it's like uh, kind of Uncanny Valley where they're like yeah. trying to be realistic and they faces. Scan actual but they're actors, really yeah. like. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> but despite those ugly, ugly faces, I loved every night I had with Mass Effect 2. I learned yeah. to love what a Western RPG offers instead of a JRPG. And I don't know, branching choices and. and what else is a WRPG? Well-written dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, com- like... Comparatively. Comparatively. Yeah, I get what you're saying, yeah. And, uh, uh, I don't know, tinkering away with weapons and things like that. There, there are things I learned to like. And, obviously, it's not the pinnacle of Western RPGs, Mass Effect 2, but it was enough to for me to say RPGs can be non-Japanese. They can exist outside <laughs> of that country. I don't care what anyone says. Mass Effect 2 is... Unreal! Time. It's so. Good. I really, really like the game. I'd still stand up time. for it. I'd, I would I'd go to bat for that. Yeah. Game. Put those I faces. Would, I would die. Put those faces. No, no, no. My play, my player character had a good face. I, I made the system work. I want to make a show called Faces. 
All right. It's really simple. It's just like good, bad, good, good, bad, bad, good, good, bad. It's like a 30 second show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a good show. Um, That's going to do it for this episode of Frame Trap. I had a blast. I apologize. I think I got increasingly spastic as the show went on so hopefully hopefully that wasn't too unbearable those morrowind faces like gross oh the wood faces fallout faces (laughs) getting less fun but thank you guys so much thank you panel thank you for your energy thank you for your passion as always always good always 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 um if you want more of us please go to easyallies.com there you can find links to our patreon which is the best way to support us you can also find us on twitch and youtube we've got stuff going up there all the time people cranking out good videos good stuff um and i want to say this is not related to easy allies but uh yesterday before the stream my own stream i watched the second episode of dear bosman and i was laughing my ass off i think it's amazing i think you would enjoy it please google your way to dear bosman and watch it. It's so good if you weren't aware that he's doing that. So, yep. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time. My cheeks hurt.